Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Married Men Don't Talk Show. Phone lines are open right now, but this show is strictly for men only. We have a few rules, and they are absolutely no profanity, no politics, and no racial stuff. The show is apolitical and race neutral so that we can make sure that any man can feel comfortable on our show. And this ain't Bible study. Tonight's topic is when a marriage collapses. My name is Rodney, and I'll be your host, along with my co-hosts, Tony and Darren. If you do have something to say, please feel free to do so, or if you prefer to just listen, that's absolutely fine as well. But please find your mute button right now and kindly put your phone on mute. All right, with all that said, let's get started. On September 11, 2001, hijackers linked to al-Qaeda took control of two early morning L.A.-bound flights soon after takeoff from Logan International Airport. American Airlines Flight 11 crashed into the World Trade Center's North Tower at 8.46 a.m. 17 minutes later at 9.03 a.m., United Airlines Flight 175 crashed into the South Tower. Both planes were traveling between 400 and 600 miles per hour when they crashed into the towers. In addition to severing numerous load-bearing columns and inflicting other structural damage, the resulting explosions in each tower ignited 10,000 U.S. gallons of jet fuel along with office contents. Jet fuel from the impact traveled down at least one elevator shaft and caused some explosions on the lower floors, including all the way down to the main lobby of the building. At 9.59 a.m., the South Tower collapsed less than one hour after being struck. The North Tower collapsed at 10.28 a.m. after burning for 102 minutes. Tonight, I'm going to attempt to tie this unfortunate tragedy to marriage. So, that can cause a marriage to collapse. What are some things that can cause a marriage to collapse? Crazy woman. <laughs> crazy woman? What you mean? If you married a crazy woman. Well, you decided to marry her. Hey, no, she 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 was crazy when you married her. Hey, it depends <laughs> why you married her. I got so you saying that woman part. If you married her for all the wrong reasons and and those things wear it off, you know wear off, and then you realize you know I got married to crazy. Okay, let me explain it a little better than what Andrew is. Before okay. you married her, she's real sexy and just a little crazy. But after you marry her, she's less sexy and a lot crazy. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Clear this right up. There's an inversion that takes place. <laughs> so and, that, and, and that has a lot to do with how fine she is. Because a lot of the really fine women, you know, they got a lot of crazy with them, but we can't see it yet. <laughs> 
<laughs> so the finer they are, the crazier they are. You know, somebody posted a uh, <laughs> posted a tutorial on my Facebook one day about that. I like to, because you know, every woman is a little bit crazy. I mean, you know, we know that. You know, in different times of the month and the year, they get crazier. You know, but we tend to put up with more crazy the finer they are. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're like, well, she's crazy with. Damn, she's fine. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know, if all she got is a good personality, we ain't going to put up with so much crazy. But the finer she uh, she is, the more crazy we're willing to overlook in that first dating process. But, you know, mm-hmm. after six months under her nostrils, all that fine ain't about being fine. She's just crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now y'all y'all have been divorced, right? Yes, sir. Yes, I yes I'm a participant in divorce. Yeah, me too. So, so how did y'all's marriage collapse? Like, what was the major event in your relationship that ultimately caused the collapse? Well, with me, there was not a major event. It was just. Um, I think it was it was more of a combination of events. So it wasn't like the September 11th. You know, it was just one day, and then you know the perfect strike. You know, lack for better words, into a building to cause the building to collapse. Metaphorically speaking, it wasn't like that. It was like a series of small bombs in the structure that just weakened it. Hmm. Yeah, and for me, it was it was really, um, you know, I, I didn't have a marriage. Marriage, you know, uh, I had a marriage of convenience, and kind of got roped into the deal, you know. And and see, I didn't understand really what marriage was, you know. So, on paper, I was married, but you know, everything else, oh, I really, you know, I didn't understand what marriage was. So would you say there was a major event that caused your marriage to collapse? Yeah, I kind of liked other women. Mm-hmm. And she kind of liked other guys. Yeah, that could be that a potential like, problem. That sounds like a foundation issue like I had. Yeah, it was more of a foundational Found- issue. The symptoms were... You know what happened down the road, but it was as Tony said, it was more of a foundational issue of of building a marriage on what? Because yeah. I mean that's kind of how we got together. We were, you know, you know, it wasn't. We had no. I guess the biggest. I'm glad you said the biggest problem in my marriage was I had no foundation. Nothing. The, the marriage was not built on 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 any kind of solid foundation. And when the you know when the storms came, that then there was no marriage. Mm. Yeah, mine was pretty much similar to that. The foundational was kind of, foundation was kind of weak. We were dating, um, and then while dating, she had two two kids. So there was nothing else after that but to get married, you know. And that, and that was 
that was, you know, how the foundation just, just couldn't, the foundation couldn't handle the marriage, unfortunately. Um, and that's really unfortunate because we did have two kids in the mix. But if your foundation is weak, you're, you know, there's really nothing to build on, like what, like what Andrew said. Mm-hmm. Good words. And, y- and y'all talked about, you know, the crazy woman and um, just, I mean, did you notice any, you know, other than crazy, did you notice any other red flags early on in your relationship? You know, I think that, that most of us are not taught what marriage is and and what we're getting into and what we're what we should be doing and looking for. You know, it was you know, to me, you know, it was like you know, when 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 you screw a girl long enough, you know, they get all bent out of shape and, and they start, you know, putting a hit on you and you end up gotten to having to marry them. If you have no foundation of what marriage and life and 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 the right way to build it is, how do you figure it out? You just, I mean, most guys don't get into relationships saying, you know, I'm looking for a wife. I mean, most guys that I knew, you know, back in the day. I mean, they go in, you know, you know, trying to score the panties. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, you hit and run, hit and run, hit and run, and then you know, if you hit one long enough. Then they, you know, then they gotta get all hooked up, and and the next thing is, you know, you know, you starting to live with them, and you keep hitting it, and and then one day they get tired of you hitting it, or they get pregnant, or something like that, and you end up, well, okay, we'll get married. At least that's how that's my story. Mhm. Anybody else? And you notice any other red flags um, early on in a relationship other than crazy? I mean, there's a multitude of of red flags. Uh, First of all, you need to look at her family. Uh, Look at how they carry themselves, especially the women. If uh, none of the women are displaying any attributes that you find attractive, then be prepared. Your your wife may end up transforming it right before your eyes. Uh, Another big thing is just making sure you all are equally yoked on the uh, religious front. Uh, Some people worship watermelons and some people worship rockets and everything else. So you might want to have a talk about uh, religion and also credit, Uh, religion and credit, and and then um, finances. Uh, How will the money be managed? And all these things, I mean, it's just, just red flags everywhere. I mean, you pick a red flag right there. And just just think of a big old box full of red flags. I mean, <laughs> she could she could you know um, have a shopping addiction or or you know uh, too too friendly with a past boyfriend or something like that. You know, I mean, it's it's all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you talked about credit and finances and. The initial cleanup of the Twin Towers involved round-the-clock operations and cost hundreds of millions of dollars. When a marriage collapses, how much does it cost? Like, what what, what happens to your finances when the marriage collapses? 
that's, that sounds pretty cut and dry, but, I mean, is it a little deeper than that? I mean, it, you don't just write her half of what you got in your first, bank account. First of all, one of the challenges is, in, in, in a lot of marital situations, um, people's credit go to crap. Because they'd be like, well, I ain't paying it if you got it. Well, I ain't going to pay it because I didn't buy it. All kind of crazy stuff like that. Okay. Um, so a lot of times in, in a divorce situation, you end up destroying your credit, you know, because you're fighting about who's going to have what. You know what I mean? And um, it's, 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 it's a lot of times that, that's what ends up happening. You know, and then, you know, you got to have your place, you got to have her place and all that kind of thing. And, um, you know, I, I was pissed off, but I, I decided, you know, you ain't ruining my credit even if I got to pay the bills. And I did. You know, um, and finally when the divorce was settled, I stopped paying the bills. And, you know, I still had my credit intact, but it cost me a whole lot of money. Mm. You know, but you know, some a lot of people get mad and say, "I'm not going to do it." Yeah. What about something as um, you know, just tying along with finances? What about something like health insurance when two people get divorced? Um. The marriage collapses. Can that have a adverse effect on your health insurance too, or no? Um, for me, it did not. But uh, I did try to offer keep my. I did try to keep my ex wife on my health insurance so she could get some help. Um, I mean, when I and when I use the term uh, crazy people, it's not the the slang term crazy. I'm actually using a clinical. Uh, terminology here to describe her and uh, really wanted her to try to get some help um, because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, even though our marriage was done, uh, I still afforded her that opportunity, you know, even though I don't believe she ever ever took advantage of it. But the impact of my medical insurance was, was negligible uh, for me. And did you have any regrets from keeping her on, despite the fact that she didn't even tap into it? Uh, no, lie? not at all. I mean, and and I took her off. You know, I told her I would be taking her off on a certain day, and I think I kept her on like uh, six months after the divorce was final or something like that. Well, I'm going to tell you what. I dropped her off my life insurance. When? I mean, when when we were going through divorce. I mean, before we divorced, I was like, uh-uh. I ain't dying and you getting rich. <laughs> and I had a million-dollar policy. Woo! <laughs> I kid you, man. I mean, but, I mean, that's where I was at, you know. Surprise, you, you didn't end up on Dateline or something, you know. Hey. Somebody cash in. Yeah, that, was, that was it. I was like, hey, nope, that's it. Mm-mm. Well, the Twin Towers opened in 1973. Yep. And of course, of course, you remember that, don't you, Tony? Hmm? I was talking to Tony. Both of us were in New York when they were putting them up. 
Yeah, I remember. Yeah, and of course, the towers collapsed in 2001. So the building stood tall for almost 30 years. So is it better if a marriage collapses after a few years or after almost 30? A collapse, a collapse, it don't matter when it happens. Uh, in my, I mean, what was the question again, Rod? Is it better if a marriage collapses after a few years or after almost 30, as is as was the case in the Twin Towers? They, they were standing tall for 28 years, and then they collapsed. So, well, see, now you, you okay, you, I'm, I'm having a problem with your metaphor, so... Would it be better for the Twin Towers to have collapsed uh, within a year after no, being... No, your marriage. Or no, your, your marriage. marriage. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, that, that depends. That's I got. It depends. It depends on where you're at in life. Um, if you're young, really age is a big factor in that. If you're young enough where you can go out and, and still have time to find someone you know, and, and put forth the effort, then uh, I think it's better to get it out the way early. But if you've been married for a considerable amount of time and uh, if you get a divorce, uh, that makes it that much more harder uh, to get back out there and find someone. I think it also, and if you if you get divorced quickly, my first divorce, I guess I was married about three three years or so. Yeah, just about three years. And um, especially if you get married young, you just, I mean, most people don't have a whole lot materially that there's to divide. But when you get married, when you get divorced later in life and you've accomplished some things and now you have material things, it takes on a whole nother measure. I mean, the first time I got divorced, I didn't have a pot to piss in a window to throw it out of. The next time, you know, she wanted to be, she wanted payday. Mm. You know, so now you're not just dealing with a divorce. Now you're fighting for your economical your economic survival because you know she wants to be bought out the house. She wants half the business. She wants da 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 blah 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 blah. You know, you got lawyers involved. You got all kind of crazy stuff. So I think a lot has to do with you know what you've accomplished in your marriage. And plus, you got all those years invested. Yeah. I think the longer you're married when you get divorced, the harder it is for you to get back up and, and get married again. Yeah. I mean, because in a few years, you may or may not have children, you know, but definitely after almost 30, it's probably some children and maybe even some grandchildren involved at that point. Yeah, and and chances are, you you know, you got a home, you got investments, you got retirements, you got all kind of things that have been set up that all come into the equation of the financial splitting up. And that is usually where it gets nasty. Yeah. So to somebody listening out there, 
What are some warning signs that a marriage might be in trouble? What would you say are some warning signs that a marriage might be in trouble? You walk in your bedroom and some other dude is slamming your wife? <laughs> That's a warning sign. That's one. What else? What are some other warning signs that a marriage might be in trouble? Sleeping in different rooms and being okay with it. Mhm, mhm. Or hanging out, you know, without your spouse. You know, um, going going out, or you know, maybe even going to family gatherings alone. It's like, hey, where's your wife? Ah, uh, she's not feeling well. <laughs> you know, or you make up, you know, some kind of excuse. Um, you know, and oftentimes when marriages collapse, uh, one spouse starts to put the children first. Um. And, you know, I, I was thinking of, you know, when when somebody loses interest in sex or there's a lack of regular intimacy in a marriage, why is that Why is that a sign that the, the relationship is on, verge of, on the verge of collapse when there's no sex? Does, does that mean that the marriage is on the verge of collapse or no? That's a great big sign. I'm not going to say it necessarily means that. I mean, because sometimes just people just don't plan for it or they just, you know, don't go out of their way to prioritize it and it gets swept under the rug with, you know, and it's just not as important as it was in the beginning. I think that you can kind of find your way back into that mode without worrying about divorce. But, but, it, but, it, but it can be, the, you know. A telltale sign that something is truly wrong with your marriage, but it is definitely fixable. Mm-hmm. And you know, tying into that intimacy piece, you know, what about if a person can no longer feel vulnerable with their partner? Is that a bad sign? You know, when they can't really feel comfortable, you know, expressing themselves or sharing their emotions or feelings, are they just like, eh? You know, for, forget it. Is that a bad sign? Mm, yeah, pretty much. That that would mm-hmm. be a lack of trust, and something's had to happen to break that trust. Well, if you can't be vulnerable? If you were vulnerable and then you don't feel like you can be, there's something that had, something had to happen. Mhm. Mm. So before y'all's divorce, I mean, did it seem like y'all argued about the same things over and over again, or you're talking about yeah. how, how before the divorce? Uh, because uh, once I wrapped my mind around the fact that divorce was going to happen, and I was finally going to give in and give her her divorce. Uh, there was really no arguments. So you kind of checked out. Yeah, yeah. I checked out. I probably checked out probably the last eight months of the marriage. Mm-hmm. So you just, I guess, no longer had the energy to try to resolve it. Um, there was nothing to resolve. There was, it, it, 
Rodney, it, it, it's not a normal relationship and trying to talk to someone that's rational. You know, there was there was no rationale behind her thought processes or whatever. So, yeah, it, it, it was a done deal. Now, did either one of y'all try to keep the family intact or no? Were any of you, were either one of y'all saying, hey, you know, let's, or were both of y'all just like? Yeah, yeah not me. I didn't, I didn't have any kids. Yeah. So do you think that she checked out too, you know, at some point, just waiting on the, the final paperwork to, to come? I through? don't think she realized it was going to happen. I don't think she realized I'd really gotten to a point uh, of where this divorce was actually going to happen because once I finally made my mind up and, um, you know, I wanted her to file the paperwork uh, since she wanted the divorce, uh, she gave me a lot of pushback on it and a lot of delay. So, you know, I had to go on and put the hammer down to go on and get that get that done, you know, because the discussion that she was trying to have with me at the time was a discussion that should have happened, you know, many months ago. You know, when I was still, you know, still in it. Too little, too late. Yeah, because when you when you when you keep telling the person, you know, you want to be free. There's the door, and then they begin to examine that option, and then they, you know, they become more hopeful of a life without you than a life with you. With you. Uh, you know, there's, there's nothing else there, you know. So when it's time to finally find, find the paperwork and, you know, get the documentation in order and everything, you know, you want to act like there's something something there to save. You know, I, I don't, that's one of the things that, that's one of the things that's really odd with me about women. They oftentimes get in trouble when they try to predict how a man is going to react. Mm-hmm. Now, did both you and your ex take responsibility for the collapse of your marriage, or just you? You talking about my my marriage? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, my ex takes full responsibility for it. Really? Hmm. Then she took the full responsibility for it. Then? No. Now. No. No. Oh, now. Okay. No, no, no. Back then, yeah, it was no. <laughs> Hell, it wasn't. He had no problem. So, was it all your fault back then? Uh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> Interesting. Let's go back to the events of nine eleven for a second. After the South tower collapse, FDNY commanders issued orders for firefighters in the North Tower to evacuate. But due to problems with radio communications, firefighters inside the North Tower didn't hear the evacuation orders, and most were also unaware that the South Tower had collapsed. As a result of the collapse of the buildings, 343 firefighters died. As a result of the attacks to the towers, a total of 2,000 752 people died as a result of the collateral damage. So the death toll was not just contained to the flight crew, 
the 157 passengers and the hijackers aboard the two airplanes. A 2008 report by New York City Department of Health indicated that up to 70,000 people had stress disorder due to the attack. Some people have even been diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD, as a result of the attack. The findings included September 11th first responders, residents, and others. Now, oftentimes, fellas, we hear the adage, never forget, when it comes to the tragedy of 9-11. But when it comes to a marriage collapse, do people forget about the ripple effects that divorce can cause? You know, we always hear how it affects the children of a divorce, but what about everybody else? Why does it seem like everybody else is, you know, just gets ignored? You know, why do why do we always hear how it affects the children as a result of the divorce, but you don't hear really nothing about anybody else? Why does it seem like everybody else gets ignored when a divorce happens? Okay, what's that? Yeah, I said basically, you know, we hear the adage, never forget when it comes to the tragedy of 9-11, but when it comes to a marriage collapse, everybody's just focused on the children. But what about everybody other than the children? You know, so extended family members, friends, neighbors, coworkers. Why does everybody else get ignored in the process? Um, I, I, it's, it's, it's just... I'm not that important. It's, 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 yeah. Um, children can't help it. So children are really victims. And, you know, they... Children really, you know, they really have no dog in the fight. You know, a family member can drive you to divorce. You know, a, a close friend can drive you to divorce. You know, so these these people here are not just saying because they can drive you to divorce, but but they're 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 grown. You know, so I think that the impact of a divorce for them would would be very minimal. I mean. The, the the main people who are really hurt by divorce is obviously the man and the woman, and and most importantly the children. Everybody after that is just is is simply put, you know, for lack of a better terms, collateral. Yeah. So you didn't have any yeah. children in your in your divorce, but right. was there anybody hurt? Was there anybody hurt by your divorce? Everybody's hurt by a divorce. Yeah. Um, the divorce, yeah. I mean, when the divorce was finalized, uh, there was hurt, you know, on my family side, you know, my mom and dad, you know, her dad especially. You know, he was he was really hurt by a divorce, uh, you know, and really I didn't really ever have a chance to really talk to him again before he died uh, after our divorce was finalized. Uh, you know, he was a really good good friend of mine, but uh yeah, yeah, that it, you know, it was it was it was an impact there, you know. You know, when you when you
you make the call and you finally say, okay, you know, with, with her dad, I didn't call him. I actually went to the house and sat down with him and told him what was going to happen because I had such tremendous respect for him. I, I think it all depends also um, the relationships that you and your spouse have formed. And that's with not only family, because that's a given, but friends. You know, if you guys got friends and your your kids grow, are growing up together and you guys are going out on date nights and they're depending on you. I mean, they're kind of depending on you guys to stay married. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a marriage thing. This is what we do together. We 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 hang out with our families. We stay married. We talk about how to be better, you know, um, married better, you know, and then something happens. And I think that's when it's really devastating, when people are depending on you to to remain married, to maintain that status of married, you know, outside of your family. I think that's when it can be devastating to your friends. And only then, not only that, it's more so uh, the children, the friends, and a lot of people that you know you're not realizing look up to you, that you're not even realizing that they see you as, you know, their um, their support, their 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 heightened or the the couple that they say you know they're never getting divorced. So I want to I want to make my marriage more like theirs. I want to be more like Tony or Rodney or, or, or Darren. I want to stay like Ike staying married to his wife, no matter what, you know, I, it just, it just make it seem like, you know, you're not aware who you're affecting by your divorce until you get one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll give you an example. We have this, this, um, this couple, um, that, he would go eat dinner every week. We go out to their house or they come to the house. It seemed like once in a while we're doing it every week, you know, or every other week, you know, and uh, watching the kids when there was one child, then there was two children, and watching the kids grow up. And then they separated and got divorced. You know, so now it's like, what do you do? Because the, the picture is different. It's not like let's all get together and have dinner because that's not ever going to happen. So we got to pick and choose, you know what I mean? Like we'll go hang out with, we still go see the kids and the mom, but we may not see the husband. You know, I may catch up Mm. with the husband one time, you know what I mean? But it's not that often, you know, not like it was before. So it kind of threw the whole game plan off a little bit. And it's different now because, you know, you got to figure out, well, you know, how are we going to do this? How do we move on as friends? You know, and yeah. and it just throws a monkey wrench in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning I'm learning a lot from looking at these TV shows. Uh, like every Sunday, like clockwork, I got some friends to come over. And um, not every Sunday, but every other Sunday when I'm off, they come over and we watch this, uh, the preachers, um, the preachers of L.A. And, um, and we learn a lot simply because we're trying to emulate, well, we are Christians, and then they are Christians, and we are married, and they are married. But you learn, you know, through the divorce of Diedrich Hatton, it, in, it infected his whole career where he had to leave his church, he had to leave his friends, 
he had to, you know, her family or his family was attached to her and her family because they were together for so long, and it kind of infected the whole um, Hatton family. And it took I me, mean, you know, I had to see all those episodes in order to catch that one, but you can see the effects that it had on the family that they didn't like the new wife. Uh, they didn't like the fact that he had a kid, you know, and all these other things, you know, it's all blurry, but the bottom line is they did not like the new wife because they was attached mm-hmm. to the old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You find that. Oh, go ahead. Say again. I just get to say, you know that that's a very common thing now. You know, it's like you want to move on, but your family don't want to move on. They still stuck with what they're familiar with. Yeah. And then they got to throw in, well, she had something to do with you leaving your wife, and she was the 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 harlot that caused this commotion to happen. When they don't really know the whole story. They're just saying, you know, I liked it this one, and you know, and you betrayed us, you know, all these things that came about just because he he decided to move on. Now, whether I don't know what's true or not, but it infects the it infects the whole family, and they mostly concentrate on the kids because that's who the enemy is after. He wants the kids so they can repeat what the parents is doing. So if I can get this child or this son to 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 learn how to not be with a woman and go from woman to woman, then that's what I want to implant in his mind. Andrew says it all the time. You know, my grandfather showed me pornography, and then so I devalue women as growing up. But he learned that when he was seven. So what else? What do the kids learn? What do the kids learn when they see their parents fighting and getting a divorce? Mm-hmm. I tell you what, that's what I dealt with, man. Is sometimes your sometimes your family can get in the way. You know what I mean? Sometimes your family can make you stay longer than you really should. And I'm not oh, saying yeah. divorce is a good thing, but sometimes it's necessary. You know what I'm saying? And even with me, you know, when I was going through the divorce and I had somebody else at that point, you know, it was like, well, why are you, you know, why are you doing that? Why did you hang in there? I was like, you weren't listening to me all these years. I was telling you the marriage was failing. You weren't listening to me. You kept telling me to hang in there. So don't tell me to hang in there if I tell you I'm unhappy. And now mm-hmm. I find happiness, and you telling me I'm crazy? No, y'all the one that's crazy. <laughs> y'all need to get behind me. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm family. Y'all need to get behind me and stop trying to get behind so the woman I was married to. So that was your family saying that? Yeah, man, tripping. Not all of them, though. Just some, just some key, some key players. <laughs> key players in very big positions. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, guess what? Guess what? They hurt themselves. Right? Because I went to church and found out about leaving Cleve. It was on after that. <laughs> so I was like, well, you with me you ain't. <laughs> you with me you ain't. <laughs> <'Cause I'm moving. laughs> That's right. That's right. So after yeah. after a marriage collapses, does, does it just seem like everybody takes sides? Yeah. Oh yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. 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 Every everybody everybody takes sides, especially when you try to figure out where the kid is going to go. Right. Yeah. When 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 you figure out that that, that 
the, the husband wants the kid, or the mom wants the kids, or the dad wants the kids. Once you figure out that the dad wants the kids and wants to take the kids away from the mother, you got to fight on your hands. And here comes the, 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 the money that comes out of the kid's mouth, the money that comes out of the kid's college funds, the money that comes. This is all spent for the lawyers to get you a divorce to fight your battle in the courtroom for your children. And all of the stocks uh, are depleted, all the savings are depleted, just to take care of these lawyers to get you what you want. And now you don't have any Go ahead. Yeah, I said when it comes to the extended family and friends, why does there seem to be almost an absence of information and research about the effects of a divorce, you know, when it comes to the effects on the extended family and friends. Like, why is there – there's numerous studies and research and information about the effects on the children, but why do y'all think it's an absence of information specifically regarding the extended family and friends and the effects that divorce has on them? Because, like I said, they don't count. They collateral damage. They, I mean, they're not in the marriage. But they are, no. but they're they're not in their marriage. You know, they're not in that house when she's going crazy or when he's drinking or he when he. You know, they're not. They don't see all the small intricacies that that uh, that build up to that divorce. So the only thing they're doing is looking on, looking from the outside in. Hmm. Mm-hmm. My man okay. told me I should stay with I should stay with my ex-wife because, you know, she had a big booty. I was like, dude, I, that's everywhere. <laughs> he said, I can't, I can't believe. Now, I, can't believe now, I have can't to believe she's gonna give up. Now, go ahead, go ahead. now, now I will say, a nice behind and 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 a nice uh, serving of breast meat will make it stay a little longer. <laughs> y'all know, y'all know what I say. You just won't run through that fast now. I'm gonna say it again. Show me a big round booty, and I'm gonna show you somebody that's tired of hitting it. Period. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Man. It was hard. Mm-hmm. It was. Hard. Matter of fact, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. That was the last thing I was thinking. I mean, that was the. Uh, that was the thing that kept me the longest. I was like, mm, 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 and comparing, and, and you know, that physical peak was the last detachment. I ain't gonna even lie to you. Mm-mm-mm. You said it was hard, huh? Not when I was thinking about it, but when I saw it, that I was actually leaving it and letting somebody else get to it. I was like, that kind of, it didn't devastate me, but it kind of had my head hanging. Mm-hmm. Well, I was in a marriage class recently, and there was a paragraph that really stood out to me. This is what it said, and I quote. Listen to the show. Everybody, everybody loves a wedding. A wedding is considered a great cause for celebration, not only by the bride and groom, but also by family members friends, and even those who don't know the happy couple. When a man and woman pledge their entire lives to one another, 
is one of the most sacred and cherished moments for them and for everyone that stands with them, end quote. So my question is this, fellas. For the sake of consistency, why don't people let all those people know about their divorce just like they did for their wedding? For consistency's sake, why don't you just let people know, say, hey, you know, we're getting divorced just like you sent out wedding invitations and, you know, just for consistency, the same people you invited to your wedding, family and friends and coworkers and neighbors or whatever, why not let those same people know about your divorce? You're confusing it with a celebration. There's no celebration <laughs> with the divorce. You don't celebrate divorce. Yeah, no, you don't want to do that. You know what I mean? Some I mean, they'll find out, divorce. you know. No, well. There's nothing good about a divorce. Well, I, so I don't know why anybody would. I mean, I mean, again, some unnecessary. I get that, but just like you said earlier, Ike, in the beginning, y'all all got you 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 both got married for a reason. There was something there. Maybe yeah. it didn't work out, but in the beginning there was something that just like Rodney said, there was a reason to invite people and celebrate that day. So it wasn't just, you know, uh, you know, both of y'all was smoking high, smoking drugs, getting high, and y'all decided to get married. No, there was something there that, that, that said, okay, you, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. But maybe, but maybe the reason why I got married was so I could learn to be a better husband. So you was practicing. Yeah, 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 yeah,
you know, the divorce is final. Is a person supposed to divorce the ex's family and friends too? Like, is that a package deal? I know. How does that work? Not at all. Okay. Man. Not yeah, at all. I, I, go over. I say yes. I, I say no. <laughs> okay. And, and I mean, I'm saying, saason, no because, I'm saying no because I'm still cool with the whole family. And so is my wife. We go over there, over my mother-in-law's house, and, you know, hang out all the time. So, I mean, we all go out, family functions. The whole family still goes. Everybody goes. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's it's, it's nothing. We, we the, the, the only thing different is I'm not married to her anymore. But everybody is still cordial. We still got kids. There's still grandkids. There's still a family there. So, I don't think that you should, you know, I mean, you got to be grown-ups about it. Say, look, it didn't work out, but we still all one family. If you can do it, it doesn't fly like that with everybody. Because some people say, "Nah, you've done," you know, and and then it again, it's got a lot to do with, you know, the way you got divorced. If you was abusive to her, then you ain't gonna have a family no more. If you cheated on her, you're not gonna have a family no more. So if y'all just split up because you just, you know, the marriage has run its course, then you know. I don't see a reason why y'all can't still be cordial. Okay. Right there. This is why I say, yes, it's a problem of two reasons. You got to put yourself in the other other side. You know, right now you're on the side where your wife have to come to your ex's family. And she can probably be like, okay, oh, well, all right. Now, if it was the opposite in my case, my wife's sister and her ex-husband, they were uh, my wife's sister's husband and my wife's husband was uh, good friends, been best friends since, you know, since before. We let my wife's sister move into one of our homes and their friend, which was her ex-husband and his new family, had a problem. Now, this is my home that I that I had before I got married. Now, me and my wife built another home, and we lived in it, and we rented out all one of our homes to her her sister. Her sister, her sister's friend, which was my ex-wife, uh, husband, my wife's ex-husband, had hard times, and as well as his family, and they asked, can they move in with them? Now, when I go over there to collect the rent or the refrigerator without something happened where I had to go over there, I see this dude in my house with his family, and I'm like, what are y'all doing here? And my wife was like, well, you know, I said it was okay for them. Now, she didn't tell me, but she said, yeah, I said it was okay because they was coming through town and they were staying for a minute. And I, I felt the, I felt some kind of way about it. Now, I'm a grown man, and I didn't have any problems, but I'm like, wait, what, why is this dude in my house? You know, who authorized this? And when she told me she authorized it, I I, I had a problem with that, you know. Um, and I told him to get out. I said, well, we, when y'all leaving? You know, I didn't tell him to get out, but I asked him when, when were they leaving. And they had no plans on leaving. They was planning on doubling up and helping out with the rent and whatever, but they wasn't going to tell me that, so I, I I didn't I didn't feel 
I feel sideways by that one, you know. And then again, I tried to go to my uh, my wife's my ex wife's uh, family's house, her her grandmother's house, to let the kids see them. And that lady told me to get out. I shouldn't be in around her family. I tried to communicate with her father, you know, because um, they still had grandkids and they didn't want any communication with me because of the divorce was so nasty and and so painful to everyone because a lot of things came out about everybody, you know, because the lawyers, they don't care about nobody. They just care about winning. And whoever they got to run over to win uh, or expose, they would do that. And and her, her grandmother was exposed. Her father was exposed. Uh, her sister was exposed. Everybody was exposed on her side just to get me to win my children. But I that's not something that I meant to happen. I didn't put that out. You know, they found out uh, through the disclosure package through her lawyer. So my lawyer used what she got against her family, and it look, made it look like I got that information against them. So they won't have anything to do with me. Yeah, that's 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 unfortunate, man. Um, you know, and I I think I'm blessed that you know that you know I didn't really have to go through that with mine. Um, but I mean, I look back. My first wife, I met her when I was 18 years old. You know what I'm saying? So that was a lot of years ago, and that's a lot of years being around that family. You know, I've watched her brother have kids from babies to teenagers. You know what I mean? And they still call me Uncle Tony. So, I mean, it is, and I hope that that never changes. You know, you can't just, you know, and I understand that sometimes divorces can be bitter. But at some point, if you really genuinely had a relationship with somebody, I don't think that the relationship has to end. And I'm not talking about the spouse. I'm talking about the family member. But if, again, like I said, if there was something that was, you know, crazy that happened, you know, to bring demise of that marriage, then you got to expect the worst. Well, the crazy thing that will happen is a divorce. So that is the crazy thing. Yeah, I mean, you're right. You're right, but it's not like, you know, you beat her up consistently and the family hates you now. You know what I'm saying? If it just didn't work out, people can understand that. Well, you know, y'all gave her your best shot. Y'all had a rough time. It didn't work out, but we still love you as our son. Come on by whenever you want. You know, you're still welcome here as you've always been welcome here. Some people are not welcome back because they've worn out their welcome in a bad way is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, it's painful. Yeah. I can remember not too long ago, my mother-in-law, and I still call her my mother-in-law, she, you know, she she wanted to buy a car. You know, I was in the car business for years. So she called me up. She says, I'm, I'm thinking about buying a car. I said, oh, hold on a minute. I made all my calls. I got my connections. She told me what she wanted. I said, I'm going to meet you at this dealership. I show up. She shows up. My ex-wife shows up. And my new wife showed up. <laughs> So we all in negotiating. Look, we all sitting there negotiating, telling like one big happy family. And the car dealer, he just couldn't believe it. He was like, "Well, wait a minute. Who? Which one is? Who is? And this your mother? And who? He didn't know who to call. What? I said, "Man, it's too complicated for you to understand. Just focus on the deal right now." <laughs> I said, "It's too complicated for me to even explain it to you. Just focus on why we're here right now. We're trying to get this lady a car, and then we out of here." Right. <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> but let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Let me yeah. throw a monkey ring. All right. Mm-hmm. Your wife have a ex husband, right? No. Oh, she wasn't married to her. Okay, so let's no. just say, if your wife have an ex husband and your wife's relationship was cool with his family, and she calls that lady mom still. Would Sandra, would Sandra be okay with you calling your ex-wife when they showed up at the dealership? Which, hey, mom, you know what's going on? I got your back with this car. Would Sandra be cool with you calling your ex-wife's mom mom still? I'm. I, I've never called her that, so I don't know the answer to that question. But just me saying, hey, we got to go up and help her. You know what I mean with this deal should have been enough for her to be like, well, I'm uncomfortable with it. Why, you know, why we got to do that? Why can't she do it on her own? But my wife didn't roll like that. She said, I understand, you know, you know, these are folks. I understand y'all had a relationship. And she, and she showed her love, you know, for a long time. She showed my wife love, you know. It was never any ill thing at all. So they were always cool. So she's like, yeah, we'll go up there. Well, I got, I, I mean, I, I I don't know if if it's my maturity level. I think I'm fairly mature, but it kind of irks me a little bit when his mom called my wife every once in a while, and she said, "Hey, mom," and I pick up the phone, "Hey, what's up, mom?" And it's like, "Uh, no, nah, Darren, this ain't your mama. This uh, my mama." And I'm like, "Well, your mother dead. What are you talking about?" And she said, "No, no, no, no. This is uh," and and it kind of put her in a weird place because I'm thrown off, and now she has to go explaining. But I'm like, why are you still calling that lady mom? And I'm like, well, should she stop or should I feel weird about that? And, you know, it's just, uh, nah. it's, you know, she just, they want to come over and eat. And I've just been procrastinating and prolonging it. And I'm like, I don't want to meet these people. Well, what's the need in meeting these people if I don't even, what's the need in that? You know, I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, if it was a relationship that was an, that was established, that at one point was a benefit to the marriage. You see what I'm saying? If the relationship was good enough then, why can't it be good enough now that y'all divorced? I don't know. I just didn't see any... any everything you, you do, it, it has to have a reason behind it, I think. I, I don't think you do... I, well, I don't do things for no reason at all. And I'm just looking at it like, why am I meeting these people? What's the purpose of me meeting these people? I don't know them. They don't know me. I'm not going to ever call them mom, and 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 I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I get it. So, who's responsible for cutting off that? You know, if there's a if there's a little bit of conflict when a person com- continues to communicate with the family or friends of the ex, who's responsible for cutting off that relationship? The person. Or the family member of the ex? Like, which one? Should it be your wife to say, ah, I really can't talk to you anymore? Or should it be her ex-husband's mom should be the one that's saying we shouldn't talk anymore? Like, who who, who should be the so, one? So, who should be responsible for? So, so you're saying, for an example, if 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 you got divorced from your wife, right? Yep. And then you married somebody else, right? And then help me understand. So who 
who should cut off, and I know that's the question that you're asking, what relationship yeah. would have to be severed? Not who the should relationship. Do, but what relationship between the mother and the ex? The relationship between the, the mother, the parents, the in-laws, and in-laws. the son or, or daughter. Yeah. I got you. I got so you. in my case, it will be a relationship between me and my in-laws. Like if I have a new lady, you know, um, how would the communication go between me and my former in-laws? Like you say, you still call your, your, your former mother-in-law your mother-in-law when she's really not, you know, currently. So Exactly, exactly. Like, exactly. like who would be the one to step out there and say, mm, I don't think we should talk anymore? Or should it? I mean, maybe it should. The one who has a wife or the husband with the problem that you you haven't with uh, what they have with that. <laughs> if, they have problem, if they say, "Hey, look, I don't want you doing that," then hey, you're gonna be a, be yeah. the first one to step out there and say, "Hey, hey, I can't call you that." Matter of fact, don't call me no more. We don't have no ties no more. I mean, I don't know, but yeah, I, I know right. if if my wife told me if my wife told me to stop communicating with my ex wife's people. You know, then I I would probably would. She don't say that because they don't want to communicate with me. So, yeah, yeah. I think that I think that um, I think it all com- comes back to trust. It all ties back to trust. Now, again, if it's a problem with your new spouse, then obviously you have you have to take care of it. But I also believe that it's the person's responsibility to make the new. I feel comfortable with the relationship and not feel as though the relationship may be threatening to their marriage. Right. You know what I'm saying? And establish that. Yeah, but, but, but again, and just hear me out now. If they're telling you, I mean, just think about this. If you've got a new wife that's telling you, already dictating to you who you can and who you can't talk to, you, and it's starting off with these people that you've known for 15, 20 years, that still love you despite the fact that you're not married to their daughter anymore. You feel what I'm saying? Who else she going to try to cut you off with? Next is going to be your golf buddies, your bowling buddies. Who else is it? So she's got to feel secure and comfortable with you enough to say, well, whatever decision you make, I believe you until you prove me wrong. Period. I mean, well, that sounds like you coming from coming from you when you, when you know your wife don't mind you hanging out with single female ladies. My wife don't allow that, and it's not really a dictatorship. It's just like more so if she don't feel comfortable with me, if it, if she don't see a purpose in me hanging out with my ex-wife's people, if, if there's no purpose there, then I, I can see what she mean by that. I don't see no purpose of her calling her ex-mother-in-law mom still. I don't see the purpose of them still her coming to my house and eating up my food and just I, I I don't see no purpose in that. But if if it makes her feel comfortable doing that, then I don't have a problem with it. It just it just kind of makes me uneasy. So just by the simple fact that it makes me uneasy, she should be not. It's not dictated to her that she should stop talking to him. It just that you know I don't want to make my husband feel uneasy, so I'm not going to do this. Okay, but listen to what you're saying. Listen to what you're saying. I don't want to make my husband feel uneasy, so I'm not going to do this. In translation, I haven't made my husband feel easy, period. I haven't made my husband feel comfortable. It is. So so you're telling me that she's not going to feel comfortable with you having 
I think you said a single female friend, and a second ago. No, I can't go out. I can't. No, I'm, I was saying I was pushing it back on you. What you're allowed to do that I won't do. That you don't mind doing. Like it's just different because I mean most men, most men, most married men will not go out with a single female female friend of them, a one on one date, as you would call it. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Because that ain't, norm, that, ain't, so, that ain't the normal. That ain't the norm, and it ain't got nothing to do with trust. What do you mean? It ain't it has, got everything to do with trust. No, it, it doesn't have. It doesn't have to do with trust. To, no, it it, uh, it doesn't have anything to do with trust. It has everything to do with, I think, in some cases, respect. Or what's the purpose in you going out with your single female friend if she don't want anything and you don't want anything? You know, I had this conversation with my daughter the other day. She wants. I told her she have to allow us to meet the male friends that she wants to go out with or potentially go to the movies with. And she started, I mean, it started to seem like they was piling up and coming over to the house. I was like, hey, what are you doing? You know, I'm not training you to be no hope. I mean, what are you doing? You, it's like, no, nah, they like me. I don't like them. They want to take on, me to the movies. So I told them. Go ahead. Hold on. Hold on. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is that there has to be a motive. That friendship is not good enough as a motive? Is that what you're telling me? Can I a make friendship? A friendship is no longer good enough as a motive. There's got to be another motive. You said, what's the purpose? So the purpose of us being friends that have been friends is not good enough. There's got to be some kind of hidden closet motive, right? Can I make a... If you're going, if you're going one-on-one, I mean... It, it it's just it just takes the motive out of the equation. It takes the curiosity out of the equation. Now, if me and my wife is going out with this single lady, cool. But if she and I are going out by ourselves, that's suspect. That's suspect. That could be considered suspect. Suspect to what? But what I'm saying is, so that's the reason why. And you got to understand what I'm saying to you. That's the reason why it doesn't work in your household because you already thinking in the back of your mind that is suspect. Because you're thinking it's got to be something with it. It can't just be friendship. It's just too hard to fathom that it could be friendship. There's got to be some hidden thing why these two people are going out. Why these people may go have dinner. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Clap. Let me say this. This is just my interpretation of what I've learned from this show about marriage. I am now of the understanding that if I used to work for Pepsi, and now I work for Coca-Cola, and me and Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola happens to be my wife. If me and Coca-Cola have a great institution, and we buy enough smaller companies who are our children, and our smaller companies, our children are doing great, and somebody from Pepsi wants to go out to have lunch, you know, because I used to work over there, it's all to the good, and, you know, I, I let Coca-Cola know, hey, we just going to go have lunch because we used to work together. We, you know, we we cool. But now Coca-Cola feels, hold on, you used to work over there. So what's really going on? So now me and Coca-Cola got tension, not because of anything I did or even anything Coke did. Coca-Cola just Mm -hmm. feels, that's a little bit inappropriate to be going back over there to Pepsi and you say you happy over here Coke. No, no, I'm just going to have a luncheon. That's all I'm doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the appearance of that makes me feel uncomfortable. And we got right. investments. We got this, so the, the, the different products we got, which is our children. 
And now mm-hmm. it's starting to make us feel rocky. Mm-hmm. So I look at it as why would I even take the luncheon under the premise of my friends at Pepsi? Why couldn't I just say, this is my buddy Al? But see, right. the fact that my friend at Pepsi still works at Pepsi and there's a possibility of us talking business and me accidentally saying something or somebody at Pepsi accidentally proposed, now it becomes inappropriate for what I got going on here at Coke. But I tend to understand that me and the relationship with the wifey is an institution and should be looked at as number one. These friendships I do appreciate, but they have to do with personal, you know, personal, uh, 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 stability for, for you as sure. an individual sure. because you get something from that friend, but not to the point where it jeopardizes the new contract we got over here. And if it makes Coca-Cola feel uncomfortable, I got to consider that. I might need to go get a new friend for my personal situation, but I'll, mm-hmm. that's just sure. my thought. But that, so listen, and, and, listen. That's, and that's oh, a great yeah. analogy, but listen, but listen. So let's just flip it around and say that you brought Pepsi to Coca-Cola and said, Pepsi, I need you to meet Coca-Cola. This is a person that I used to hang out with and talk with. We was cool over here in Pepsi. Hey, meet Coca-Cola. Let's all of us sit down and talk, and you get to know Pepsi. Right. You feel what I'm saying? So then you say, okay, well, this is Pepsi. You and Pepsi, you and Pepsi, go ahead. I'm going to leave the room. Y'all go ahead and talk, grill each other, whatever, and get to know each other because this is my friend Pepsi. Right. And now the guard is down because you don't put everything on the table. You said, this is my friend. I'm bringing get, to get the approval from Coca-Cola, and this is, and if you don't mind, next week we're going to go have lunch right? and right. talk whatever we're going to talk. You see what I'm saying? I think that we don't do that enough in marriage that we say, okay, well, let's everybody get together. If you say you got a friend, your friend, I got to meet your friend. I got to see your friend for myself. I got to know in my mind that there ain't nothing there. Because if Darren is right to a certain extent, you'd be thinking in the back, like my wife came to me and said she got this male friend. And I asked like a hundred times, you sure? Y'all ain't never done nothing? You sure? She's like, nope, 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 nope. I said, all right, I want to meet him. Okay. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. There ain't nothing ever happened. Ain't nothing ever happened. I'm convinced with myself. Hey, this is what she said in the beginning. This is my friend who's always been my friend. We hang out, whatever, and nothing ever happened. I said, okay, because I got one too, but I need to meet him. So, cool. He's coming over. Let's go hang out. He brought his date. My wife hung out. We start talking football together. We talk football trash every season. Me and him. Back and forth, whatever it is, Facebook, whatever. And I understand now that once you bring it to to, to the forefront, and say, this is the situation, I've got nothing to hide, and this is what it is, then you make the other person feel comfortable. I'm only speaking this from um, from experience because now I'm comfortable with him, and I've been comfortable with him for years. And, and, you, and you, you can be comfortable I, with him. Go ahead. I, go ahead, I, go ahead. I don't say there's a right or wrong because sure. Pepsi can be, and I know I keep going to this, but Pepsi can be cool with Coke about their interaction with you. And because there's there's people like that in business, they keep going back and forth between the two companies because they're valuable like that. But sure. I think I think sometimes we as males we don't take into consideration that at the end of the day, these two companies or these two females can be rivals if they just yeah. up, woke up in the morning one day and decided to be. And irregardless of how much we smoothed it over, something in one of them for their lack of happiness or whatever may cause them to just go left 
and we'll never understand. I grew up with five sisters, so I've been trained on this going left thing that females do. So <laughs> I try not to put myself personally in a position where we can possibly yeah. go left. But I do understand it can happen. Uh, can you know, happen. You, yeah. you can find that synergy. It's it's a rarity, but I just <laughs> it can happen. It's definitely a rarity, brother. You're 100 percent correct. It's definitely a rarity because I've been listening to how rare it is on this call. <laughs> but I'm just saying, hey, but but if you're if if you said you're comfortable with him playing, talking football trash and all of that, and then one day she comes in the house and say, hey, me and such and such, we going out. We'll, I'll be back after about after about three four hours. We just going to have some drinks and go get something to eat. That is not the appearance. That that's uncomfortable. Not because you don't trust him or her. It just looks inappropriate. It just looks like it's not supposed to be that way. Exactly. I can't think about I can't think about appearances when I Why have a relationship with my wife. You see what I'm saying? So I could be out with a bona fide business associate, somebody that's got something that I need for business. You know what I what mean? If it's not that? Some way, what if it's not that? No, I'm not talking about if it's not that. I'm talking about if it is that. See, you you okay. over there talking about, you know, what... No, 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 you know, no, 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 no. You, we're, we're, talking about, we're, talking about, we're talking about personal friends that was there before your wife was in the picture. That's so what talking we're talking about. about. Legitimate. Yes. Yeah. Okay, how is that legitimate? What kind of business do you got with a, a, I wasn't a friend that about? Okay, now you're mixing two things. I said if I'm out with 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 the female and we're talking business, I can't worry about appearances. I can't worry about somebody one of my neighbors seeing me talking about, hey, he was out with this woman. Obviously, I may feel, you know what I mean, like these people are going to be, you know, go back and wrap me up. But at the end of the day, I can say, hey, look, this is with such and such, and this was a business, you know, thing, and this is what we had to do, period. And I want her to trust me. It all goes back to trust. If your wife that's thinks different, you Tony. Safe, you can't get away with that kind of stuff. You can't Tony, go out and have business with women. What do you mean? Tony, that's different. That's different. That's different. When you, if you're on a business call and you need something from this lady and she needs something from you and that's what your business is, that's, I mean, that's le- that's totally legitimate. What it's I legitimate, am saying, she fine and y'all at Panera Bread. She fine, you there with her, and y'all yes. at Panera Bread in your local Panera Bread. You not thinking right. about appearance? No, if if it's a business, if it's something that we're talking about a business. It, wait, hold listen, on, who knows that it's a business? Who who knows it? Okay, other if, than you if, if, listen to what I'm saying. If someone okay. come up. If someone come up to you that you know, you you are you won't get nervous when you try to hey this is so and so we going we, uh, or whatever you won't get nervous it won't be anything that you have to explain to a person that's out of the ordinary with someone you you won't have to you won't feel intimidated by the conversation but if it's somebody that you don't have absolutely no business with except for she's just a friend then it's going to raise a little eyebrows just because of the appearance of it well where's where's so and so where's your wife. Oh, she she at home. Or do she know you? I it, it may it raises more questions, even though it's something it's totally totally innocent. It just looks inappropriate. Now, if it's a business deal, then people are just gonna have to eat that up. But if it's not a business deal and it's just a friend and y'all going out for some sandwiches and some beer, then that's like, well, well what the heck is going on here? You know, that that's that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. You, you don't want that. I hear you. I, I get. 
I guess we're gonna we're gonna die feeling the way we feel about that subject. No, I'm just I'm just I'm just I'm saying that at the end of the day, it's, it always comes back to trust. And if there's no trust in your marriage, then you can't do anything like what I'm talking about because they don't trust you, and you don't trust. I don't them. think it, you're not gonna trust. And them. I don't think it has anything to do with trust. So what you're gonna say is respect. Well, I agree with that. Disrespect. Trust. Trust. Thank you. I don't think it has anything to do with trust per se, because every situation is different. But I kind of disagree with the fact that you don't worry about appearance because your wife, you know, she's alive, breathing, and well. And I think you should always, you know, integrity rules because what you do in front of her should be the same thing you do behind her back. So appearances, I would. This, this is me now. I would never do anything that would even cause her to think, you know, because women would always be women. Now let's be real. So I wouldn't. Sure. I wouldn't do anything that would even cause her, you know, to think that hey, you know, something might be going on. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna be respectful to her. I'm gonna, I'm gonna allow her to feel that she is a part of whatever I'm doing, especially when it's involved with the opposite sex. So so I kind of disagree right. with can't worry about appearance. Oh, yeah, you do. Okay, okay but listen, listen. So, so you just proved my point, whether you knew it or not. You said you're going to do anything to make her feel comfortable and a part of what's going on. Well, I said I wouldn't do anything that would make her discomfort in what I'm doing make, by yes, making her a part of it. Comfortable. You're going right, to, because you're going to I wouldn't, wouldn't go out with, whether it's business or not, I wouldn't just go out one-on-one with another female. I wouldn't do that. Okay. I got you. But that's just I respect me. that. I respect that. I can't say nothing to that, even if it's business, if it's going to help you feed your family. I get it. You know what I mean? But sometimes no, we duty calls, and, and Darren, you know it, duty calls, and you may be out there. You may have a business meeting. Well, she said, well, look. Your boss could be a female and say, I need to talk to you one-on-one at Panera Bread. we got to have a meeting. And it might be about your promotion. What you going to tell her? No, I, no, that's 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 I don't want to see that, my wife. That can be explained, Tony. That, yeah, that, that, that's, that's, anything you can explain away. So yeah, the only yeah, thing but, that you can't explain is when you got lost in your heart, correct? Right. Right. So none of us is talking about lost in are we? Yeah, well, you know, we're talking about... This goes to the Rodney school of what I wouldn't do. Rodney said one time, and, 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 and Rodney Rodney felt after his first situation, he was going to dedicate himself to picking better, so he wouldn't have these type of conversations. And hey, listen, let's put it hey, now, listen, like I'm gonna tell you to how, how and what you pick. So you got to know that you pick and trust. I, I I'm gathering right. Absolutely You're right. You're right. You're right. That's not Rodney's school, because Rodney, that's not Rodney's school. <laughs> Don't be fooled. <laughs> Don't be fooled. I got a question for Rodney. That's not Rodney's. Rodney had to take one for the team for H-U-R, so it is what it is. <laughs> I want to know how would Rodney deal with the woman who is jealous? How would he deal with that? Whether it's boss or whoever. That's to you, Rodney. Jealous. Jealous of 
just jealous in general? Right, right. You know how sometimes, you know, whether you have done anything or not, you know, sometimes we just get a little, you know, where you're going, you know, like the hands-on type female, you know, where you're going and that kind of, I, would, yeah. I just want to, was curious how would Rodney deal with a situation like that? Yeah, well, I think you're talking more about potentially insecurity. Right. Yeah. 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 And, I mean, that's a tough one. Um, I would like to say that I wouldn't have married her um, in the first place if she was like that. Right. You know? So, I mean, I, you know, that's, that's a safe answer, but, I mean, I would have, you know, potentially not get got myself too deep involved in that type scenario where she's like, oh, okay. when are you going to be back? You know. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, if, 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 it's, if it's live communication between the wife and the husband all the time, it would never be insecurity. If it's, if when, I, when my phone rings, I pick it up and put it on speaker. I don't care who it is. I'm picking it up right. and put it on speaker. You know, if, if, I'm, I'm, if I'm about to – no, it's not. No, it's not. That's extra, dude. It, That's extra. Why did I do that? No, because let me tell you, you know, that, that cancels out anything that you're thinking about, even if you're not thinking about. Right. Something. That cancels no, out No, man, anything. that sounds like activity from somebody that's already got busted, and now you got to put everything on the table. If you trust <laughs> no, 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 no. If you trust <laughs> it, why you got to do all that activity? You ain't got to listen no, to my No, no, no. This is just, these are 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 just, Ways to kill it before it gets it, it germinates. No, uh, you know, you no, I'm something. just you creating. No, something. not really. Not, that? No, no, no. We then, need then, a laugh then, track. Then. We need a laugh track for this show. <laughs> Hit me out. <laughs> Hit me out. Hold on, hold on a second. Hit me out. If if you're saying if you're communicating and say, hey, I'm about to I'm about to go to the store in a minute. You want to come or I got to go pick up this. It's never when I grab my keys and just go, and it's my day off. And her expectation is for us to spend some time together. You won't have to ask me where I'm going because I already done told you in a previous conversation that we had because we've been communicating all this time. If I pick up the phone and it rings, I'm picking up the phone and I'm going to put it on speaker. Now, if if I got my cell phone, then I got my earpiece then I will have a conversation. I won't be dodging to the other room and be like, Let me let me take this in the other room, baby. No, I wouldn't I wouldn't make her feel like I would ever have to take something into the other room. Unless it's it's you know a like I have to have a peace and quiet when you're um when you're doing your business and you know, other people too. But, you know, it will I I won't be in Hold my on. wife at the start of a conversation. Hold on. And I never and I never got busted. Hold on, hold on. I just want to take a poll. Is there any other man on this phone, on this call tonight, that when their phone rings, they put their phone on speaker so their wife can hear the whole phone call, so she'll feel comfortable? Does anybody do that? <laughs> anybody? No. Just one person. No. Well, and why wouldn't you no. do that? Because you don't. You feel as though you don't have to do that. If you do that, to me, that. it seems like if it, it seems like. You are you. There's something that prompted you to do that. She has got to hear your conversation because she may not trust you. <laughs> no, it just takes out. I mean, I could be wrong. No, no, no. It, it it takes out. It takes out everything when that's right. done that way. It takes out. It takes out all the curiosity. Even though even even though nothing happened, 
it just like so you won't have to ask me because sometimes I sometimes I get people on the phone. Oh, Cynthia, that oh tell I said hey. Oh yes, so and so says hey. Who's that? Look, it's so and so. It's my cousin, or it's this person, or that person. You know, it, it just it just takes out a lot of a lot of inter, interrupting and intercepting me during the middle of my conversation. Don't, don't you don't even have to ask me who it is. You know well, what? You know, I'm here. Is this is this is this better? Or do I is the buzz there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You good? Go ahead, Joe. Okay. Go ahead, Joe. All you right. got the floor. Now I'll wait till he's welcome back. All right, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I, I just <laughs> wanted to say one thing, Joe. Then you can have it. Okay. It sounds like to me because I keep using the word trust, Darren, and it just seems as though there's a deficiency there because you're doing these. Pe- you, I mean, what it sounds like is um, um, there's a trust issue when you have to allow her to listen to your calls. Which is fine, and I get that you saying that you're trying I, to eliminate. No, you you using you using wait a minute you're using words that I didn't use. You I didn't say allow. I have to allow her to listen to my call. I didn't never say that. You, okay, you're so you're making is, it you're so, making it as if. So when you press speaker, choice. what are you that's doing? My, that's my choice. You're, okay, so when you're pressing speaker, what are you doing? You're allowing the people around you to hear your call when you're pressing speaker on yourself, right? No, I'm eliminating further conversation that I don't even have to say because you know who it is on the phone. So you're going to tell me that there's not any inkling of a trust issue there at all? Is that what you're going to tell me? At all. No, I'm telling you. It's no trust issue. Zero. That's something okay. that I, that, that's something, that's something that, when, like, well, like, uh, like I said earlier, he said, you know, uh, I learned from my first marriage what not to do in my second marriage. Right. And in my first marriage, in my first marriage, uh, can you guys mute your phone? Because we're seeing it, hearing all kind of static in your background. Can you mute your phones because you're not talking? Yeah, that's the that's, that's Joe. Hey, Joe, yeah. can you see oh. down back in? Yeah, it's buzzing real bad. Buzzing. Is it? Okay, wait a minute. Let me see if I can fix this. And then if not, then I have to do something dramatic about it. Yeah, Joe, can I need you back right. on the line? Is this better? Hey, hey. Hey Joe, you might want to go with uh, uh, get that Sprint package because you know the uh, uh, you know the, the rent rent you know it just doesn't work. You got to get that ST man, that ST. Okay, all right, I'll take that in consideration. Go go ahead, Joe. Go ahead, Joe. Go ahead, Joe. Go ahead, Joe. Is, is the Joe. buzz there? Because I'll take care of it. Don't worry about the buzz, Joe. Go ahead. We want right. to hear what you got to thing, because I got here late, and I'm here because you've got a super interesting topic when a marriage collapses and all of you are married and you know i'm not okay now you were talking about a trust issue that is that's super important you have to trust whoever it is you're married to if you're if the chick's married to the guy the guy's married to the girl they got to trust each other they have to respect each other my question and the reason why i came in tonight was why do you think if there is any type of Lowest common denominator, a particular theme that runs throughout most marriages, if not all, which causes them to collapse. What would be the particular, if there's one or two certain elements that are always there when a marriage collapses, or the lack of those elements? What do you think it is? Communication. I think I disagree. communication will be I disagree. high on I disagree. Okay. I disagree okay. with that. Okay. Now, anybody else? Okay. Sex. Sex. I disagree with that. Okay. <laughs> trust, trust, trust. I agree with that. <laughs> maturity, maturity. I agree with that. Now, here's why I say I don't. I I disagree with the the sex, and I disagree with the communication. I believe that if people were truly um, 
open and upfront with the communication, like everybody says you should be, all the psychologists, the psychiatrists, blah, 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 and the preachers, you've got to be upfront. If you are really upfront, telling people how you actually feel, you would never get married. Because you would say, honey, that's bugging me. That's bothering me. You've got boundaries. When you're really open and honest, you're talking about boundaries regardless of whether you're putting them up front or not. So if that person says, okay, I hear you, but then they continue to do whatever it is that's bugging you, you've got to let them go at some time uh, in the relationship. Otherwise, you're going to feel like a doormat. So what do people do? They walk around. They walk on eggshells. Or they play games uh, back to the person who's playing games with them because they want the relationship to continue, but they don't want to hear all the bullshit. They don't want to go through all the nonsense, but they're putting up with it because they like good parts about it. That's my theory. Okay. Because with me... Okay, with Joe? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, first, we got to watch our language a little oh. bit. But I think, I think you're absolutely right, but other things considered, all things considered, if a woman is not giving her husband sex, mm-hmm. something is going to fall. So if it, if it continues... Mm-hmm. You know, even in, in, under our beliefs, it said, hey, even if you want to separate for a little while mm-hmm. and, and then for, for fasting purposes, hurry up and don't do it for a long time because you allow things to get in between you guys if you don't hurry up and, you know, get back together and have that sex. That I agree with. So that's, that's very sex important part, because sex but, is but important. it's not. Uh-huh. Sex is important, but the underlying cause is not because something bad is happening in the bedroom. What's happening in the bedroom, which is bad, is because people are not giving to one another. They want to withhold. They want to take it out on the other person. Anytime you can't, look, everybody here knows how to ask their woman, what can I do to please you? She tells you, I do it. Okay? Now, most women, they don't ask, you know, what can can I do for you? All right? You have to tell them. But once you get that out of the way, everybody knows how to touch everybody in a certain way to make everybody happy. When you're not making everybody happy, it's because something is wrong. You're feeling something's wrong with the relationship, and you're taking it out on the husband or the wife. So the sex in and of itself, to me, unless at the very beginning, if the sex is really bad, I don't think a lot of people get married to begin with. But when the passion dies, that's the problem. It's not mm. the sex. So, Joe, so Joe, so Joe mm-hmm. I'm going to give you an example, right? And mm-hmm. I'm just going to make it me and you. And we're okay. not married or anything, just me and you. We're both Giants fans, right? Mm-hmm. Right? And, and and you know, I want to go to the game. Right. And I know that you can get tickets. And we're boys. We're boys. We're close. Mm-hmm. We go, we, you know, we always talk about our team. Yeah, rah, rah, rah. Right. And you go to the game. Somebody gives you tickets, and you go to the game with somebody else. Right. You know I want to go, but you didn't have an extra ticket for me, so you just said, well, what he don't know, don't hurt him. Okay. Ooh, 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 you go to the game. And then I find out about it. Right. right. And I knew that there was nothing you could do. You didn't have an extra ticket for me, but the fact that you didn't tell me about it kind of pissed me off, right? Right. So, But I don't come to you and tell you that I'm pissed off because I don't want to sound like a girl. So right. I just have these feelings towards you that are not that – it ain't the same no more. Mm-hmm. So here we go, months and months and months, I'm hanging out with you, but I'm, there's something that I'm holding back, right? Right. But, but for the lack of not wanting to say this to you, mm-hmm. there's tension. Exactly. That's the same thing that happens in a marriage. Exactly. So in a marriage, so in a marriage, somebody could have done something that the other person thought was just bad, mm-hmm. but they don't want to say it. 
You see what I'm saying? saying. And a lot of yeah. what I'm saying is it all goes back to the communication because times we have issues with. Well, hold on. I'm okay. gonna finish. There's times that we have issues with our wives, whether mm. it's in the bedroom, whether it's in the intimacy, whether it's in the kitchen, whether it's with the kids, and we have to pick and choose our battles so we don't say these things. We just hold it in, and we just endure it, but it's killing us inside. But you know and why I you're think doing at some it? Point, but yeah, because we don't want to ruffle any feathers. We don't want to. We're walking on eggshells, like you said. That's what I've been so saying. It all, go, yeah. it all goes back to the communication, Joe. No, if it we doesn't. Sit down it and goes say, back. This is what's no, bothering me. You know, and this is how it makes me feel when you do these things. If we don't have that conversation, we stay in the same yeah, point. But the reason we why you don't that. have that conversation is because you know the person. Let's say you and I were tight, okay? Yeah. But you found out I didn't give you these tickets. You didn't talk to me about it because you're feeling if you. If you talk to me about it, I'm not going to accept it. You're feeling, oh, you know what? Oh, hey, uh, John, I'm sorry. Yeah, I should have, I should have at least let you know. But you know, I'm not yeah. going to say that because you know I'm going to act like a jackass. That's the whole. Nah, thing. nah, I don't agree that you're going to act that. Well, I'm going to be like, look, I, I believe you're going to be like, look, dude, I really wanted you to go because you're my boy, but I. I had no option. I didn't have another ticket. That's why I ain't seen nothing. Then why didn't you come to me if I if you knew I was going to say that and things would have been over in five seconds? Why are you carrying around all this tension? That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's a sixty-five hundred pound elephant in the room. But we why are you why doing do it? it? Because you, do you it. know my reaction isn't going to be the way that you want it to be. Same thing when okay, you're married. Okay, so then you don't say it. But to, so do you just live with it? But what no, that's what, that's my think? point. My point is, if you start doing. Um, very direct communication. Then you're going to have people saying, oh, okay. Then they're going to get resentful, okay? You don't, most people cannot trust their direct communication with their friends or their spouses because nobody likes to be told, I did something wrong. Sure. But when you have two people who can say, you know what, you're right, I did do something wrong, and I'm, gonna, and I'm really going to try to be better in the future or I'm not going to do it, that's what people want to hear. But you're not hearing it, and that's why... Um, people get bad sex, bad communication, bad everything. Because nobody likes to be criticized. I got you. I got you. It's not the sex. Hey. Sex would be great. You tell your wife, you know what? What you did last week or the meal that you especially cooked for me, I wish you wouldn't cook that meal for me that much anymore because it's you know, it's either too spicy, not spicy enough. And if she says, damn, look. I've been cooking this meal for you for about a year. You didn't say nothing then. Now you wish you never told her. No, 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 no. I mean, you, you just yeah. I, I, that happened to me. I told my wife, don't, don't cook these all these vegetables no more. And she said, well, you know, when we were dating, you liked them. And I said, well, well I was trying to get you, you know. And I don't like the vegetables now because I, I wanted you to think uh, you can cook. There it I, is. I was honest. But I mean, you, we ain't gonna get no divorce now. We lock in. So now but, you can be honest as you want to. If, but you if, know what? Joe, mm-hmm. Joe, Joe is the other single person. I'm, as you know, I'm single too. But, you know, this is why sometimes I wish you guys had the time to grace some of these other shows that, that, that me and Joe be on. But I agree in this. We got so many people now who are fronting who they are. They, they, they let their alter ego be who their dating alter ego be something else. And I appreciate Joe's philosophy of being who you are 100% of the time, even throughout the marriage. And if it works, it works. But 
My thing is this, as Q. I believe that you have to juggle a woman's mind. I know that sounds bad, but just growing up around my sisters, I realized that women, they're just too unpredictable. So in order for there to be some stability, I got to be that grounded stability in what I'm doing because she liable to go left at any time for no apparent reason and then come back right. You know, so it's like I, I just come to the understanding that it's all about weathering storms. It's all about being a blade of grass. In uh, in, in samurai religion, Bushido, they, they talk about uh, you need to be like a blade of grass and, and not like the mighty oak because when the storms come, the mighty oak gets broken. But the blade of grass has several children. So that, 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 that's, that's how I look at it. I got to ask you a question, Classy, and this is this is probably not even on topic. But the question is this: because you are single, and you, there's been countless weeks that you've come on this show and dropped a lot of knowledge on us in a lot of different areas, right? And um, and we definitely appreciate it. But the question that I want to ask you is: being being single, and maybe one day your goal is to get married, which I I, I think you have said that to us. Has has any of these sessions that we've talked about on Tuesday think enlighten you more about being married? And I'm only asking you this because you're the single person right now. And, you know, I would definitely ask somebody else, but just asking you, being on these calls, w- would it help somebody who's single it has prepare for marriage a little better? It has helped me greatly because when I first came around, I did not really believe that there was a reason. And uh, I overheard one of you gentlemen say your reason, and then I read a book recently which uh, gave reason. So I I now believe that it's very beneficial and takes you to the next level. So, yeah, I've gotten a lot out of these, uh, to be honest. I mean, because you you don't run into married males saying anything positive about marriage. So in that of itself, it has helped. Sure, sure, yeah. I appreciate that, man, because sometimes I wonder, because you don't really know, like doing this every week, you don't really, you, there, there's no gauge. There's no way that we can gauge whether it's really giving people positive information or they just come in here to talk and just event, and we don't really know what people are taking back because we're too busy talking about our own stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of hard to, to gauge it, but, you know, I appreciate well, that. You know what, take this with you uh, for all of you. There's no, there's no positive black male expression on marriage. So you're in a you're you're in a small class. Even mm-hmm. if you have some negativities about marriage, it's still a positive thing. So that we just don't have too many good positive representations of the black male or, or, or the male experience. Forget black. Yeah, the, male the entire male experience. Marriage. We just don't. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 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 Yeah. You know, you don't hear a lot of crap coming from uh, white people because white people, if they're the upper middle class, they're henpecked. They're yes dears. If you get down <laughs> to the blue collar, <laughs> then it's a little different. Then I'll take care of the women and put them in check. But, yeah. Hey, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, Joe. Hold up, hold up, Joe. Hold up, back up a little taste. Hold on a second. You say the upper middle class black people in the black community are henpecked? 
I said white people. No, you, he said white people. Upper middle class white guys that are married are henpecked? Yeah. That's what he said. So is, is, explain explain that. You mean, because I, I, I've never heard that before. You ever, okay. Yes, dear. Um, whatever you say, dear. <laughs> Quiet family. Very rarely do you get into arguments. Um, that's because the man... Do you, do you, do you think it's because they're they got another chick on the side, or do you think it's just because they just want to please their woman? <laughs> I think it's because of feminism, especially if you're going to be around thirty, a little less than thirty, a little less than forty. Feminism is taking hold literally because of the colleges, liberal colleges. There are courses being taught in school since the seventies, and the most radical courses blame men as the cause of women's problems. That's one of the reasons why women are so obstinate today, because they just feel like they have the right to be obstinate about anything and everything that a man says and a man does. They have to compete. They have to be the not the man, not the male, but they have to show the man, well, you're not going to boss me around. I've got my money. This isn't just in the black community. But when you're right. in the upper middle class and you've gone to college and you're trying to rise up through the corporate world, you want to, you know, fit in where you can get in, and when you're marrying, you're marrying somebody who came out of Conan the Barbarian. Only thing is that she's got a skirt on, but she's letting you know, you know, I am woman, hear me roar. So you get a lot of, you know, yes, I so wish we could explore that one day somewhere. I mean, because I I find it very interesting. I also talk to guys Indian and what have you. And there is this feminist entitlement issue mm-hmm. that's come around in a lot of these homes to where these guys are feeling like, bump that, this marriage stuff is crap. And, you know, but, you know, I I, I got to get you on a show one day, Joe, and just talk about just that. That, that, that is very interesting. You got to get some um, some people, who, um, white people who are married too, okay? Get them on the show. At least the, the uh, not with the wife. They won't say shit with the wife around. But get some married people who are white, if you know any. Bring them on the show. Talk to them. You know, find out mm-hmm. exactly what their particular home environment is like. It'll be yes, there. Oh, we don't have any fights. Oh no, whatever she says, I you know I kind of defer to her. Sure. I mean, she's got a college. Hey, hey, Joe. Joe, so yeah. let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Can can because because we have a problem with that, we we have a problem getting white guys on the show because we talk about they they have the same problems we have. It just we just a bunch of we just a group of black guys that's on the phone. Well, majority black. If you can if you can, if I can challenge you to get some white guys on the show that will be open and honest with us, where they won't be in a, a judge free zone, where they can be in a judge free zone and they won't be intimidated while they're talking to us, so we can learn that side. So we can know what else, you know, bring up some more topics. Because we, I never heard that a, a, a the white middle class guys are henpecked. I thought that that it was like that because they know they got side chicks. The reason they have side chicks is because they're henpecked. It's not the other way around. It's not because mm. they're side back and then they're putting up with the wife. They're putting. And what does that wife. mean? That, that term henpecked. Henpecked yeah. means whatever the fucking broad wants. Sorry, <laughs> whatever the chick wants, he does. Because that's the way he's been indoctrinated. Not only, not only because of family life, but again, because of formalized feminism. 
Besides which, um, I doubt if I can do, you know, because most of the people I know are uh, are single. We're smart. Sorry. And (laughs) 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 you know, actually, I'm taking I'm taking that back because everybody has a nice, uh, happy family life. But the people I know are single. But um, it's hard. It will be harder to get at the beginning some white guys because you know you're a predominantly black show. But if you're going to use Facebook and Twitter, and if you do it and you spread out the message, you're going to get white people showing up. Because Classy and I have been on other shows where white people have been there. So if okay. you just say, you know, if if you're white and um, you don't mind your wife coming on the show. <laughs> <laughs> But actually, you just take a look around. Take a look when you, when you go to work. Notice your coworkers. Talk to them about their particular life in subtle ways. You'll find out that the man is not the man. Hey, Joe. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. Just real quick, you sound you sound happily single. Is that correct? <laughs> I am proclaiming proudly happily single. Yeah. You have no desire to be in a, a marriage at all. You're right, and, um, and let me clear this up. A monogamous, long-term relationship, not a marriage. And what what changes if you're obligated to a, a lady for seven years? Um, you don't think you would deal with some of the same things that a married man deals with? Even if I was married, I wouldn't deal with it. She'd be gone. I don't put up with it. No. First off, I don't get married, number one, because the law is against us, which means I'm not I'm not working so I can give her... Uh, marriage insurance when we split. No. So let's say, to answer your question more specifically, if I'm in a long-term relationship with somebody for seven years, she is not entitled to a freaking dime of whatever I make. So is, it more, is it more so just the law, or is it the relationship it's that both. keeps you from getting married? It's both, but the greater catalyst would probably be the law, because I'm not letting anybody live with me just so she can put her hands on my money. Not well, let, me ask, I get let me ask you this, Joe. Hmm? No, go ahead. I mean, go, go ahead, ahead there. Oh, well, what no, I was going to say is I, I get that, but uh, the only thing really that separates you from, say, me, who's married, mm-hmm. is that if it goes south, you can you can separate a lot easier. But I would imagine if you're with somebody for, for seven years, you live together, she expects the same thing from she expects from you probably the same thing my wife expects from me. Exactly. You just don't have the legal ramifications that I have. But I would imagine you all. have the same headaches that I would not have. Um, okay. Not at all. Let, no. let me defend Joe real quick. No, because people who have those type of scenarios, they the both parties have an understanding that they're individuals. And this is why you see in Celebrity Kingdom where people who try to go backwards, uh, like a Goldie Hawn and, and, and Russell, Kurt Russell, you can't go backwards because we had this agreement all this time, Susan Sarandon and the other guy. You, you, you can't go backwards. So you get less of an experience of your wife and her because she mm-hmm. – has this understanding that the system is going to do X. The other person who's been with this person, yes, they have a common law marriage, and they may have certain entitlements of, of that they've agreed to, but it's not necessarily enforceable. 
depending on what state you're in. And and that's to Joe's point, but you can speak for yourself, Joe. I just want to put that. Well, the thing of it is, I think one of the the, the hardest things about marriage is the compromise. And and you would, but you would, your wife would have, not your wife, your seven, your long-term relationship person would have the same expectations of compromise that my wife would have. And yeah, that's compromise. the hard yeah. part so about marriage. Here's the answer that about the compromise. If you're not compromising your principles, and if mm-hmm. you don't mind doing what you want, I say go for it. Because look, um, just because a woman is a woman doesn't mean she has an IQ of two. If she has an IQ of 140, she's very capable of doing anything else. And if she comes up with decisions uh, better than I do, then I say, hey, I'm following your particular lead. No problem. So I will compromise. But as long as it's not a compromise of my principles, I'll go on with whatever she says as long as what she says makes more sense than what I say. And I but, it's, but the compromise is not, it's not really that, that simple. I'm, and, and it's like just making sure you're considering her in most of the things that you do. If you're single, you don't have to do that. But if you're in a long-term relationship and you live with her, you got to do that just like I have to do that. And it's, I'm no, not even what you've got is, uh, my, uh, what you've I'm just got talking about marriage. You've got a burden. You've got the legal system, regardless of whether you yep. want it or not. It is there. It is that 500-pound elephant and the 500-pound That's not elephant. a thought in my mind in, in my marriage, though. It doesn't matter. If you get divorced, it will be. So, but so, I'm not thinking so, about so that right now. So as far as I'm concerned, matter. that doesn't exist. It's not right, a part of my daily. But my it's daily irrelevant thought. because if you and your wife, for some reason, because a lot nobody goes into marriage hoping or thinking that the marriage is going to end. But when it does, do you really think that when you you're out of love and she's out of love, she's going to start thinking about how the past passions were? No, she started thinking about what can my lawyer get from me. No, what I'm saying is I'm not thinking about that part, but I still have. This, so so I'm, as far as I'm concerned, I'm kind of close like you are. That's not a concern of mine. I still have to compromise. If you've been in a relationship with a woman for seven years that you live with, you have to think about her when you go to work, when you stay out past work, the same things that I have to think about. That's not a compromise. It's the only that's thing you don't have no. is the no. legal no. That's not a compromise. That's just pleasing. But, no. but, but your suggestion of a compromise to to Joe is alluding that, you're saying he can't be that romantic guy. He can't be that forethought her type of individual because he doesn't have the the spiritual submit paperwork. No, no. What, no let me no, let me get spiritual. this. Let me get. I know what he's saying. He's saying if I'm living with a chick for seven years, now all of a sudden, like if I was going out with the boys, right now, now I can't go out with the boys. I would say, okay, that's part of my responsibility of living with somebody. And then compromising that—that's not compromising my principles. Because if I was going out, I, I never day, suggested compromise. I've, I've never what I'm ta- the compromise I'm talking about is not we're near close compromising your principles. It's co- it's more uh, how about cooperating instead of compromising? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I think we're missing one thing though. I think I think the fact that there's one thing he's got an advantage over us, Malcolm, mm-hmm. not being married, and the advantage What's is. That? And I'll ask you this question. If you, let's just say you remember your wife, the way she acts before she got the wedding ring. And if you could stretch that out for seven years, you'd be a happier person. Once women get married, things change. Just you, you think that, 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 well, what if yeah. it's that you move in together? 
that changes it. Not it so much. Matter, but it doesn't matter. She's not. They're not married. She has not reached that goal. Her goal is to get married. So she's going to do anything and please and whatever she can do to get married. She's going to put aside the compromises, whatever it is, to get married. Once they get married, all bets are off, and you already know that. So, so let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Yes. By him being together with the woman that he's living with for seven years, isn't she obligated to the same things that a woman that's married for seven years to a guy who's getting no. a divorce? Is it? I mean, because I thought no. it was a law called uh, palimony, or uh, no. you get some kind of. No, he's talking about common law I, marriage. He's talking common law marriage. Yeah, no, he's no. pretty straight. Okay, he's, common law marriage. Yeah, he's pretty much right on point on that. It's some yeah, states right, four so years. But that's why. Okay, I so what? So what happens? It depends on what. So what happens? Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me ask Joe. What happens, Joe, when if she says, "Hey, Joe, you know what? I don't want to be with you no more." I won't get just give me half everything in this house. Give me what the uh, house is worth. Where's thing. the common Good law? Question. What the common law? Okay, Good go ahead. What, what's the common law in there? I'm going to tell you the answer in class, and you back me up on this because I've said this on other shows. Okay. I do not want cohabitation. Period. Because I know the law, and no. Oh, okay, okay. So y'all don't y'all don't live together. I do not believe in it because of the law. If the law okay, wasn't okay. around, it'd be different. But because the law is around. Um, I don't mind seeing her four times, five times a week, and the other two times out of the week, you know, then I can have something to talk to her about when I see her. But it's none of this cohabitation stuff because, again, I'm not paying any freaking palimony. Okay, so did you let me ask you this question? I'm, I'm sorry. W- w- couldn't you find somebody who has probably just as much as you and kind of protect yourself from having to pay for her because you guys come in pretty much equal financially? Yeah, you can. But still, the law is still skewed towards the man. I mean, against the man, towards the woman. Yeah, because, see, it, it, it basically comes down like this, fellas. It, in, a, in a common law, you have to provide, like you would in a marriage, for a length of time to where um, if this person was not able to, and they can prove, then you have to, you know, give them uh, some type of pay for a length of time to get straight. But in a marriage marriage, in a marriage system marriage, the person, and, and, and oddly enough, gay people are running into this little oddity. Whoever was more financially successful, you're able to argue, even if you're a man, this person brought me into their world. So now they not only have to give me stability to get straight, they have to give me an extra percentage of what they earn. You don't do that in a common law. It's not about half of what you earn. It's about making sure the person is able to be straight after the separation. In a marriage marriage, it's about the investment of the time with the person because that's what a marriage, the the marriage system leads everybody believe, hey, look, you're married, you're able to get these type of tax uh, 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 percentages every year or whatever. But in a common law, it's different. In a common law, it's just a thing of, hey, we were together, we're going to separate these assets, and whoever's not so cool, we're going to make sure we give them six months to four years to five years. I'm going to pay them X amount of dollars till they straight. What Joe's point is, in a marriage marriage, depending on the state, you're going to pay that plus 
half of your assets. And future income, too. Here's another thing, too, about the burden about being single, though, which came to mind. There's a co-host. She's no longer around on BTR, but this, this has happened not only to her. If you're single, let's say I meet some girl who's got um, a boy and a girl, right? Now, I'm with her for five years. Don't even cohabitate. But with her, she cohabitated with the guy. She breaks up with the guy. The children are not his. Do you know she, I don't know if she petitioned the court, but she got from the guy $10,000 for emotional distress, for the responsibility that he, according to the court, had towards those kids because the kids formed a bond with the male figure. Now, how do you like them apples? Wow. Well, hey, Joe, I mean, that's, when you, I, I just, just real quick, when you when you date a person, like mm-hmm. what is the purpose of you like dating? Is it just physical or something? The physical sex maybe? I would like to have a relationship, but as Classy knows, and I've been on your show, to me, most of the time, the vast majority of the time, the breakup of a relationship is due to the narcissism and the entitlement that females have. So the relationship may last a certain period of time, but it doesn't last as long as I would like it because the chick, in the modern-day chick in today's coast-to-coast America, from top to bottom, east to west, is I am woman, hear me roar. And let me you know what that, I believe that is. Be? Let me just no, prove that point real quick. Let me just prove that point real quick. Majority, and you'll go look at this on the CDC and other uh, and the census, Majority of divorces are originated by women. Okay, then that's proven Joe's point. As far as spiritual brothers, let me uh, hit something close to home. We know that there's nothing in the Bible that says you divorce because you grew apart. We know that there's nothing in the Bible that says you divorce because you don't feel your husband's going in the same direction. But even our Christian women divorce for things that are non-biblical. Because it's easier in America for them to do it. Now, I'm not saying that to demonize women. I'm just saying these human beings, who we call women, know that the court is on their side, and they can even go against the Bible to get a divorce to get half of his assets. Happens all the time. So Joe's point is he wants to be more protective of that situation. My assets are my assets. And here's another thing, too, which is the leading cause for me. It isn't just because the woman's obstinate. Even if you have somebody who eh, more or less represents peace and harmony with you, the relationship, the girls become so freaking complacent that they just get on your nerves because now, even after a few years, a couple of years, they start showing their butt because they figure, well, he's tolerant of it. Well, they don't realize, no. You know, you're tolerant of certain amount of annoyances. But when you get that complacent and you start thinking, well, he's tolerant of this, he'll be tolerant of that. No. They're not happy. Women cannot stand peace and harmony. I'll tell you that now. Let me ask you a question, Joe. Mm-hmm. Hey, you guys seem to be on this, this relationship kick of holding things back because you're not going to give it your all if that's in the front of your mind. You're not going to fall in completely love completely in love with this woman because if you do then you got to leave room for her to say well if you start showing her behind 
said you got to leave room to say, you know what, go on your own freaking way, and I'm going to go my own freaking way. You don't touch my money, I don't touch yours. So you can't give it your all if you're if you're in a state of mind of you after my money. And and I think that that's where I a lot of times... I can see where you're saying that and how you arrive at that conclusion. What I'm saying very specifically is that as long as, long as she is not selfish, trying to be the, um, the dominant one in a relationship, because I believe in mutuality, I believe in reciprocation. I treat you the same way you treat me. Or you've got yeah, to even do. if she treats you like that, Joe, even if she treats you like that, you're still saying you're not going to marry her. Even if you find a woman that is just perfect for you, you're still not going to marry her because right, and you're why protecting should I? her. I'm just, what I'm just saying, I think it's a piece that you're holding back. No, no, you, no, no, no. You find like, because a woman like that, with that kind of character, with that much that she has to offer somebody, she wants to be somebody's wife. And she's not going That's to stick too bad. Around. I don't have to comply to that. Just because the society says, well, you should get married or the biological clock is wearing out, doesn't mean I have to. We can have a monogamous, long-term relationship without marriage because she will understand that, you know what, uh, you've got a point. You know, what happens if the love dies? But if the love doesn't die, then she's not going to give a crap about it, and neither am I. But I'm not risking it. But that doesn't mean that you can't be in a relationship. And another point I want to address is when Classy said most, uh, a lot of the, this percentage of women, them, them the ones that's filing for divorce, but what we're not looking at is why they filed for the divorce. They're just not filing for divorce because their husband was just perfect. They filed for the divorce because the man did something to them or they cheated on no, them they or they didn't. beat them. I'll well, tell well, you well, why not. You know what the major reason is that they say? Well, this well, is Joe. what they say. Hold on, Joe. Okay. Hold on, Joe. Prove that. Where Where is that written? That's what I'm saying. You're not proving that it's not written anywhere. It's, it's, so it's, in, it's, in, it's in the census. We're making, it's in the census. We're making open. No, no, no. You know, listen, we're making open statements about uh, how these people are getting divorced. You can also put in the census that 50% of the people get divorced that are in the Christian homes. But that's why, not why isn't it there? Census. Say again? I'm going to why provide the evidence. I'll provide it. I was about to say. Okay. Well, are... Okay. No, hold on. This is the, is this the yeah, evidence. Joe, we can get confused. Go. I I will wait till you guys finish, and then I I, I because I want right. to explore. Here's the answer. Okay. No, no. 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 Let me let me finish my let me finish my okay. point real quick. It's one one question. One quick uh, point. Um, the census asks you. This is how they collect the census. They ask you, Are you a Christian? Yes. Are you divorced? Yes. Are you this? Are you that? Are you that? So then they say, okay, you're Christian and you're divorced. That's how they add it up. But they don't say that, hey, I didn't get my divorce until after I, get, I became a Christian. They're not adding that up. They're not asking defined questions. So now it looks like in the census that it's more than, it's, it's more divorced Christians than that, that it is. Just well, maybe it is, that's but that's the, not answering not. your question. Your question is how come they're getting divorced? What are the reasons? Here's the reason. This is what uh, women say. Women will say it's because of money. But that's not the real reason. The real reason is because once the man has become unemployed, not bringing in the money anymore, all of a sudden she doesn't look upon him as the protector and provider that she, because of her rationalization, because of what she learned from Disney, what she learned from Newsweek, what she learned from uh, what I call porno books, those romance novels, what she learned from all that crap that she believes so what percentage in is that? What, what, percentage, what percentage is that, Joe? It is... What is it, about 75%, I think it was, in the survey. 75%. Well, let's put it like this. Just in case I'm wrong, it was over 50%. They said it was because of 
money. Is it really because of money? How did all of a sudden money become an issue? They were married. People generally are married for two to three or four years before they get divorced. How did money become an issue? But it's not not money as much as the problems that arise from not having money. money. Right. So what happened? If you married a woman who's supposed to be there for you and giving you support, but why can't she give you the support when you're down? Can I? Well, I'm telling you, if it was that high, if it was that high, I'm going to tell you, most of the guys on this phone, I know I've been with my wife at a time when she had more money than I did, when she had to pay my child support and her lights went out. Okay, I, I know that I know some other brothers on this phone that they didn't have a dime, and that woman was sticking out with them and feeding them and all this You've other stuff. you got five guys on this line. That's not exactly totally representative of everything. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm just, go ahead, go ahead, class. Gentlemen, gentlemen, can I share the mic, Joe? Can I share the mic? One second. All right, here, here, here's, what, here's my point, what I was making. I go off of research. I don't go off of blind opinion and things like that. When males do something wrong, according to research, killing everybody in Chicago, I say, you know what, that's research, that's what it is. I don't go into the hyperbole of the, the guys who ain't doing it. So what I just suggested was, according to the numbers, and I understand we males always like to think males are doing bad. But according to the numbers, Department of Justice, CDC, and the census, women file divorce the most. I don't know every reason why they do and every reason why they don't. I can only deal in algebra. One absolute is that they file the most. The second absolute that I mentioned about Christian homes is not that it's written anywhere. I just said we all know that many women in the Christian community forget the Bible when it comes to divorce. The husband don't have to be hit and hurt to a divorce. The husband don't have to be cheating on it. Some women just up and decide, I feel like I can do better. So I was proving Joe's point. Now, I'm glad you guys got great representatives that you have found. Outstanding. But what I'm saying is 2014, unfortunately, a lot of the ladies don't care about your noble stance on this. And we've had on other shows, but not here, to where brothers would make those noble statements that you guys are making, and the women would come right back and say, oh, I don't believe in that crap. And the guys would be there stuck. No, seriously. I had, I had it happen on Three Kings show. I had it happen on a couple of shows. I would come and make the same statement, and later on the show, a woman would come up, and say she's independent, she don't care about none of that uh, uh, stuff that the guys was talking about. And if I can go download well, the show, I'll you send know it what? to you. You know what? Wait a minute. Hold on. Because you, you, it's a difference between this show and those shows. Oh, you got no, no, garbage not, and you got not, quality. So, no, no. I'm oh, not suggesting. I'm just okay, suggesting the topic, the, the, the topic of what Joe is saying. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying what Joe is saying, that element is out there. And I'm great. Oh, you know, so it, it seems it seems clear to me, just just distinctively clear to me, why I and I think Darren will probably be in agreement with me. And I'm not going to use you, Clancy. I'm going to use Joe. But I think it has. I think you you get a little bit of this too, Clancy. Um, the the problem is, and and I think because I'm a Christian, I think this way. I personally don't believe that I'm obliged. To individual liberty, I think Joe believes straight up and down, one hundred percent to the T, 
he's obliged in life to individual liberty. My job is to operate out of obedience. So I don't care if it's skewed, if it's unfair. Um, my wife is by no means perfect. My wife gets on my nerves, but I'm never going to give up on her. And that's just what it's about. Joe would probably divorce my wife yesterday. I'm fighting all the way with my wife. <laughs> because I don't care about my individual liberty. I'm not obliged to that. My, my salvation is secure. What happens on this earth, people get mixed up by the word fair. That's the most dangerous word in the world to me, that word fair, because people think that they're entitled to it, but they're not. And, and, and see, Joe, you, you feel that way because you think that you're obliged to individual liberty, in my uh -uh, opinion, is what it sounds like to me. Don't make assumptions. You're making an assumption here, something about a, a, obligated to individual liberty. Here's the thing. I might have divorced your wife yesterday, but here's why. I don't know your wife, so I don't even want to bring your wife into this. So I just said because you did. But let's say there's a woman that I'm in a relationship with, right? And let's say she has the qualities that you know are present in your wife. I don't know what they are. Don't have to describe them because I don't want to get into any kind of individual description. The, the reason I said that is because my wife gets on my nerves, and right. that's the only. So let's say I, I get, get on everybody's I nerves. Need a, but she, right, I need somebody. She's on my nerves. <laughs> now I tell her, you know, hun. This thing that you're doing, okay, because I just don't go off, all right? I talk. Hun, this thing that you're doing, it's kind of bugging me. I mean, here's why. Do you think maybe that, um, you know, we can um, either stop doing it or do something else? She says, yeah. Now, that sounds good. She comes back, does it again. I talk to her again. She says, yeah, I, I understand. Does it again three times. Okay, fourth time. No more talking. You're out. Because you're showing me you're not um, providing the kind of security I need. You're not telling me. You're telling me I will, I will do this. I agree with you. But then you're not doing it. Your words belie your actions. You're gone. I don't believe in this. It's not obligated to individual liberty. I believe in reciprocity. Very, very, very few times has any woman come to me and told me about a problem in a relationship. Okay. But, but see, Joe, that you, the, the, in my personal belief, the institution of marriage is about having the opportunity, the the, the strongest opportunity, to us to basically assume the same circumstances or posture that Jesus Christ had to assume in regards to the church. You have to just have that forgiving spirit, and you just. At least I'm, I'm thinking if you married the person, at least you're physically attracted to them and you see something in them, and unless they ask, unless she asks to leave you, so and my personal belief, you have to you stick want. to it. Why do you have to conform to those annoyances instead well, of her stopping them? I agree as far as Q. You hit me right, right, right on the nod. I am halfway in and halfway out. The one problem that I have is the feeling of servitude toward uh, a wife. Now, I understand the connection in spirituality. Um, I really do, and I appreciate it, and I'm trying to get there. But my, so, so I will admit you're, you're, you're right on the money in that regard. And I don't have that connection right now because I don't understand servitude to where it demeans me. I do understand the servitude of God, to where breaking me down improves me. 
and I'm hoping that's what you mean about the marriage aspect. No, but, one thing about it. Go, go ahead, Clay. Go ahead. But, 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 but I, I just, I just don't want to be in a marriage with another human being to where I have to have a, a Job's wife, to where I have to have let me, someone. Let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. It's nowhere. No, I hope you don't get the impression that we demean ourselves in our marriage by talking to us. Cause I, 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 I don't I know about don't. you guys personally. No, I'm talking about me. I'm talking about, see, I'm like Joe but, but in you, this regard. You, I know what I can't handle. But the way you no, 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 not you guys. Not you guys. No, I'm talking about me. I know what I can and cannot handle. Okay, so, but I want I want to get this under I want to get you to understand this that marriage doesn't mean you have to demean yourself. Now if you got that in your head, that's uh, what it sounds like. Some, some sometimes not not with you guys because as I oh, said, you was talking, was, no no it sounds like that was the the guys that that the white collar guys that Joe was talking about who just say Mr. the impact guy. Yep. Yeah, that we we not that. I, I promise you that none of us are well maybe, but I don't know of any of us personally that are hen tech that oh that's on his phone because we let our wives know we got a relationship, we got a communication, and it's not the happy wife happy life scenario in his in this in this form. We we oh, no, we no, no, agree no. more not here personally. Happy marriage, right? Right? Okay? Okay? What well, not, not, not with you guys. I'm just talking about the topic. I'm just talking about the topic. I ain't talking about nobody personally. Yeah, just just about, the topic. Uh, in general, yeah. No, I'm talking about in general too. It's, I don't think in general that it's a you know uh, a demeaning husband to make the the wife happy type of relationship. That's the only type of relationship that exists, or majority relationship exists, because the man is in fear that the husband gonna leave and take all his money. I don't think that that's majority of relationships. The, the majority of relationships, marriages end. The first marriage ends fifty percent. In divorce, second marriage, sixty percent, third marriage even higher. Marriages aren't worth. I believe that. Those are the numbers. I believe in numbers, not the interpretation. But but that's that's the reason for that. In my opinion, it has to do with. I I mean, I'm about to go a little bit, probably too far, but it's just. I I think it has to do with capitalism in the sense that um, the the marketing. The commercials, the things you see, they need to instead of mar- they back in the day they used to market like just to the wife, and the wife would encourage the husband to get the household appliances, and 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 they would market to the wife to get the stuff for the kids. Now they're marketing to every individual in the house. They're marketing to the kids, so the kids put pressure on the parents. They're marketing to the wife, so she puts pressure on on the husband and vice versa. Now you have and what they're trying to do is make everybody in the house a decision maker. Even the dog, they're marketing to the dog. And so the thing of it is, is pretty much, I think capitalism has, has changed the thought process in people. But, and as a result, it looks like the institution of marriage, but it's just the psychology of America, Americans that's changed. And Maybe. if you can outthink that, you, you know, you probably won't Even be subject to that saying those statistics. Even if that's true, what you're really saying is that People in the marriage are so influenced by outside propaganda that they're not taking a look at the uh, the rewards of the marriage inwardly. So Absolutely. So how does that leave us then, if what you're saying is true? Well, you, maybe yeah. if you're aware of that, you can instill that in yeah. your in your household. 
Yeah, let me throw something out there just on the marketing piece that Malcolm just stated, and I'll give it back to you all. Um, just in the example of buying a new refrigerator, buying a washer and dryer, who do you all think that they market towards, the husband or the wife, to make that decision? They always market towards the woman. The woman is the consumer in the family. Exactly. But when it comes to making the final decision, she gets that piece too. Oh, yeah. You know, and and and, and, it's, and it's subtle. Like you said, I mean, it's subtle, but basically the the sales associate is looking to the woman to make the final decision when it's a, a major purchase, purchase, like an appliance or, you know, and, and it's not to say that, women are the only people that use the refrigerator in the house, you know. So it's a subtle play to say, well, they're looking to the woman to make the final decision. And it goes back to your earlier point, Joe, about being hit-picked. Well, oh, you know, whatever, Mr. Salesman, whatever whatever color refrigerator she wants, yeah, I mean, whatever size that we need, just ask her. I'm going to be over here uh, sitting in, on the, in, in the waiting area until you all decide what you all are going to do. Yeah, I mean, let it's, me. It's, it's stop. Go ahead. And here's another thing. I'm talking about commercials. Have you noticed the expansion of these commercials the past five, six, seven years, where they're making men look like jerks? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That I bugs think, me. Yeah. God, that bugs me. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. You're right. I just they're saw a Doritos commercial like, like that. Pissy. They're making men look like jerks. They're making men look stupid. Oh man, please! Well, that's why we're here, Joe, to make a man look like a man. <laughs> Good. Huh. Yeah. And, and 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 to bring the truth and the and the true light to what marriage is supposed to be like. And if everybody emulated us, then they would have happier households. I really believe that because I don't think I know for a fact that we're not henpecked. I know for a fact that we try to follow a doctrine that leads us in the right way for our kids and our wife, and I know that we pick the right woman that's not all about money. Now, circumstances that regards into money, they, those come up when you don't have it. But then when you when you do have it, no one is overspending, no one is, is doing things that they don't supposed to be doing, and no one's going outside of the marriage for sex. So, And everybody's trying to communicate or learning how to communicate better with their spouses. And that's what we're trying to to, to try to get in the cup here of how we're going to conduct ourselves when, we, when we're married, while we're married, just to make the marriage stronger and make us have happier lives as, as husbands. Because nobody want to be a depressed man that, with a woman that he don't want to be with. Let me ask Joe a question. Let me ask Joe a question regarding the hempeck piece, and then I'll give it right back to you all. Um, Joe, if a man uh, answers the phone and the phone so his wife can hear the conversation. Would you say that that man is henpecked or no? No, I wouldn't say necessarily he's henpecked. To me, a henpecked person, <laughs> no, a henpecked person <laughs> is somebody who's just going to concede to the wife just to have peace in the family, even though he knows he's right. Just because That's right. a man just, if a, look, if in a marriage a man does 90% of the pleasing and he doesn't mind and it doesn't bother him, that's his personal statistic, his personal metric. Go for it. So let's say, for example, the, you know what you're talking about. If he wants to make sure that the woman um, isn't going to get in, even in the slightest bit upset, not because he's afraid of her tongue, 
But just because he just doesn't want to displease her, that to me is not a henpecked man. That's just a man who's willing, who's considerate. Right. And, and and that's what I was saying earlier. I think that uh, what's what's valid in what's what you guys say as the host for the man is is admirable. But I just think that to Joe's point, trying to get the lady on that same level of admiration. I mean, because there's times that you don't. Uh, 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 like your wife's character and vice versa. But you guys got to consider, you may have gotten married at a time where you had the last decent ones left. Because my mm-hmm. whole point, my whole point was that if, if people are divorcing for things that are not in the Bible, but go to church every day, that's a problem. Because mm-hmm. then, then, then that means to, to, to Joe's point, you're holding those keys of the Bible as a man of standard, but here's this lady, hypothetically, nothing's proven, who may have the option to say, I don't have to follow that Bible. This is America, 2014. Right, right, right. I can choose to Yeah, Right, right, and that goes to my Rodney theory of, hey, I just don't do that. <laughs> and, and, and just going, just just piggybacking on what you said, and thank you for uh, stating that class because um, you know about you know the whole idea of divorce and just tying back to the topic. Ha- has anybody's current marriage ever been on the brink of collapse? Because mine has, and I, I told y'all the story before, but I remember sitting on the sink of our. Uh, master bathroom and my wife and I were discussing separation we had two little girls at the time and separation really seemed like a viable solution you know and at that time and like Flashy said I mean it wasn't any uh, biblical reason it was no infidelity or anything like that it was just we just couldn't figure it out so you know and, and thankfully you know we were able to come to that fork in the road and, you know, make the make the left and not the right. And we did not separate. We did not divorce. Um, you know, but so, so what are some things that a person should do if today, like right now, their marriage was on the verge of collapse? What would you tell them? Put your money in a Swiss bank account. <laughs> Put your money in a Swiss bank account. Wow. Well, the first thing I would tell them, I, I would definitely uh, let them know that when people do get married, they got they they get married as two individuals. But when they don't want to cross the line and merge themselves to one another, and no one wants to stay in their own lane, then it's going they're going to meet that fork. They're going to have to go to that fork. You know, somebody's going to have to concede. That woman that's been independent all her life and raising her own kids by herself and paying her own bills, now she has to listen to somebody and, and become uh, interdependent with her husband or depending on him cause, and, and realize that she wasn't made to be independent and she has to learn how to submit. If she never gets that submission piece and he never gets that consider piece, then they're going to... They're going to have to go to that fork in the world and say, what are we going to do? Either we're going to concede to this this 
Bible key? Are we going to concede to our own rules? Are we going to co- we going to continue to go our own way and and ultimately break up? So somebody has to give and take at that fork. Mm. Now, Darren, you really you don't even know what you just said, brother, because you talked about you made the comment about two individuals, and at the beginning of the show, I talked about nine eleven and the twin towers collapsing. And how, how many? Does anybody know how many towers replace the twin towers? How many what? How many towers replace the twin towers? The replacement. Replace it with two. I think it's. I only know about one being built. But there exactly. might be two. No, it's just one. It's just one. Oh, okay. They re- they replaced the twin towers that collapsed with one. Now, do y'all think that this one new tower is stronger or weaker than the previous two towers? Oh, it got to be stronger. Got to be stronger. Yes. Now, now one one World Trade Center is designed to be the strongest and most resilient structures. It has a concrete wall measuring one meter thick and is located within the steel frame and encases the elevators. Program director Linda Tolner said it's not like building a regular office building, but it's almost like we're building a nuclear power plant or something. But watch this. A detailed investigation conducted by the National Institute of Standards and Technology didn't find anything substandard in the the design of the original Twin Towers. They just noted that the severity of the attacks and the magnitude of the destruction was beyond anything experienced in the past. You know what? Uh, If you want to do a a conspiracy theory show on 9-11, I'm your boy, because that NIST report to me is full of crap. (laughs) Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Now, 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 they just replaced, now you just said they replaced the two towers with just one tower. And the new building address is now one World Trade Center. And the two shall become one, like the officiant may have said at your wedding. So back to Darren's point, just wrapping this all up. In your previous marriage, did you and your wife ever really become one? Or were y'all just two individuals, kind of like the two towels? Did y'all ever become one? No, definitely two individuals. Mm. And let me definitely say, mm-hmm. two individuals. Let me say, being two individuals isn't by them, isn't by itself necessarily bad. What's really bad, the core of all breakup of marriages and, and relationships, is that two people do not want to please the other person by submitting to a, even to a reasonable degree. That's the number one. The other one is that in today's society, women cannot handle peace and harmony. They can't stand a happy relationship. They always have to have trauma. Okay. Those are two major reasons why relationships and marriages go by uh, go bad. Now there are other subdivisions. Hey Joe, Joe, you really believe that blank that blanket statement you just made about women? No, I lied. Yeah, I yeah. I, 
Mm. <laughs> I mean, why, why would you why would you put all the women in a category like that? Because I've been yeah. talking to women and I've been talking to men for over twenty years on this particular topic. You, you've, you've heard of these life coaches, right? These relationship coaches. They're not certified. There's no board certification necessary for that. I could be one. Right. Okay. I just don't say it. So you, you, you I, I just, I know you just said I lied and all that. Uh, you believe a hundred percent of women want problems. Ninety-five to ninety-nine percent of American-born women, especially since the seventies, love drama. They love the bad boy. They love the unavailable guy. They love it when there's some sort of drama or um, um, turmoil in a relationship. They get excited about it. When there's peace really? and harmony, a sustained peace and harmonious relationship, <laughs> they get bored and they have to start the drama. Okay, next yeah. question. Next question. Is there any type of statement like that that applies to 100% of men? To 25% of men, possibly, but that's not 95%. 75% of men, as you all know, since you're men, and you know the friends that you know, you know the families of the male members of the family members, you know they don't start problems. They don't look to create... I'm not talking, I'm not talking about problems. I'm saying what, do, what applies to 100% of men, like... No, no, 100% of men is not 100% of men. 25% of men, in my subjective um, opinion and from my experience, are very easily... He's asking you, what do men fall fall 90% in? There's nothing that men fall 90% in. It's just just women. Yeah, 95%. Women are the architects of their own self-destruction. Women are the major causes (laughs) of breakups. In marriages and relationships, you can have nothing happening in a relationship, and she will come and find something in order to be a pain in the butt. Now, if you don't agree with that, but okay. that's all human beings, though, Joe. All ninety-five percent or more. <laughs> that's, that's a big number, Joe. That's a big number, Joe. Well, I'll get it. All you got to do is just prove it. Talk to you because you to, said because you said you you said you've talked to women over twenty years now. If you if you talking to the same type of chicken head women, then you're going to continue to get those answers. But if you talk to a different category of woman, then you'll find that 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 ninety five percent going to slide down. Oh yeah. Talk to any woman, any woman that you know of, any woman at your church, any woman in a corporation, any woman working outside of a corporation. Talk to your female family members. Ask them. Would you go out on a date with a guy if you didn't have money? Would you pay for the check? Would but, you, if you were in a relationship with a man and he didn't say anything, let's say you were in a car ride with a man and he had the habit of not saying anything for a while, what would you do to initiate the conversation? What would you do to spice like, things up? You can't, okay, those questions that you ask is just like asking a woman, would you cut the grass if you got a, a, a well, able husband in the, the house grass? to do it? I mean, but what I'm saying is, is certain chores, uh, certain things that a woman is kind of, kind of groomed why? to do, can, and, and same can, with the man. No, she can initiate sex in the bedroom. She can actually fill in the <laughs> holes when you have a conversation, when you have a lull in the conversation. That, that's true. That's true. That's well, true. Then, but if if you're gonna take the role of a man, then you can't ask a woman, w- w- would you open the door for a man? Why not? Because he's gonna open the door for you. If she's I mean, ahead of you. 
and you've been with her for a while, you're going to tell me that you're going to say, excuse me, dear, beside let me hold this open for you? Joe, she can hold it open Joe for you. Joe would left. <laughs> hey, if Joe, I, that's, why I, that's why it sounds to me like individual liberty, like you don't see yourself different than any other ex- human being, whether it be a female, probably whether, you know, oh, just whether it be a female, like I say a child, but that's your true. individual liberty is so important to you well, that you not, can't get not, married. Uh, the individual liberty, I don't know about that definition as it applies. If you're saying, I don't believe in a very stratified role between men and women, then I'll say, that's cool, because if people want to do that, if they're happy with it, no problem. But if you have It sounds to, say, to me like, like you would have a problem carrying more weight just simply because you have the ability to carry more weight. If I could carry more weight and I get appreciated for it, for who I am, then no problem. But if she's not carrying her weight at the same time, then there is a problem. If a woman is 90... Do you understand the concept of, um, like in my marriage, with my wife, the the fact that um, one time um, Rodney had asked me, is my wife my soulmate? And my response to him was, not yet. I believe we will get to that point. But but we're definitely not there right now. But I believe in the process of getting to that point, there's going to be so much growth and development between both of us. By the time we get there, we're going to be so trusting of each other. We have, we will we will have developed so much together. We will be like one, I believe, at that point. Then that's fine. We'll be not a like, and so, but I think that's the purpose of marriage. So get married and do it, <laughs> right? Well, I'm I am married and I am doing it, but, I would, but, but I'm saying, it it but, but I'm saying that, that that if if you don't understand that, you know, I think a person would think the way you think. Everybody understands that the purpose of marriage for most people is for them to get together and become one. Why then isn't it that marriages don't work? Because people forget that and they give up on that. Then who's forgetting it? Say that one more time. Who's forgetting? You think it's the man? You think the man says? Like, this is the feminist propaganda. You think a man says, you know what, my wife or my girlfriend is terrific. We had great sex last night. She gave me the best dinner. God, this is a great morning. Now, I, 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 think, I believe that I believe the key person that can't forget it is the male. If well, he don't want, forget it, then you're he'll be on, able to, you're he'll be able to, to weather you're the emotional the ride the that the woman's going to bring to him. No, the man Here. does not do that. Do you think the man, as I was about to say, you think he says, I got such a great woman, I'm going to beat her today? Here's what I learned from the show. Let me show. Let me share what what I've learned from from, from my time on the show, based on what you guys are talking about. For me, it's Q. Here, here's what I learned. I learned that a woman has the capability to enhance and enrich my life personally if I'm if I correctly and spiritually choose a more um, grounded woman, a more stable woman a more mentally stable woman, and a more um, dedicated to her spirituality woman or dedicated to God. So this is what I've learned from the show. I'm trying to get away from the thought of i got to protect myself from these vultures. So I understand both sides. I want to believe because I'm a romantic dude and I'm a dude who believes in love, even though I don't sound like it sometimes. I want to believe that as I grow more, I can strategically make this choice that will not be perfect, but I I need to be involved in the picking. 
and know that these type of conversations that I hear you married gentlemen have are going to come, and I need to have a good answer for it when it comes about. But back to what you guys were saying. What you just said, Classy, is the, is that that's the aim that we're aiming at. That's the that's the target that we're aiming at to get men to know that that very reason behind a woman's uh, a purpose, the true purpose of a of a wonderful wife. What you just stated, and if we if you've learned that from this show, then we're definitely doing our job. He knew that already, Jesus. Look. Everybody wants to become one with your with your mate. Everybody wants to, right? The purpose you guys have of this show is to show that even though you have good marriages, there are problems within a marriage that you hope to resolve within your own marriages for other people to learn from that. Classy already knew what he already stated. He knew that if he's going to find a woman, he wants to merge with her, and he's hoping that she will merge with him. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. We all know that. You well, don't Joe, like- real quick, not to cut you off, but I think the misunderstanding is how rough that road can be and how quick are you to give up on it. I know, quick. See, there's a, see, the implication there is that somebody's giving up too easily. When I personally say to a woman, uh, uh, baby, this, this bugs me. Can you stop? Okay, doesn't stop. Like I said before, after four times, okay, not just three times around, fourth time, I'm not waiting for the fifth, sixth, or seventh time, and I'm not waiting to see if possibly we might be able to grow together in the future. You're telling me, because you're supposed, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt, you're supposed to be an adult woman. If you're telling me you understand what I said because we talked about it, you've agreed that this is this bothers me and you continue to do it, either you're playing games or you're stupid or you're playing games. I'm not putting up with it. There are boundaries that I put, and they're not unreasonable boundaries, the same boundaries that I agree with, with anybody that I get involved with, I conform to them. It's my obligation to make sure I don't piss her off by doing things which I know, because she told me, and I agree, that they piss her off. I don't do it. So if you're going to do that to me, then that that tells me you don't belong with me. Well, how long would you have been with a person... Before they would say do the things four times. Are you talking about somebody you've been with for years or somebody you just met? No, in, the, in a committed relationship. I'm not talking about just the dating cycle. I'm talking about in so the if committed the four, relationship. So if the fourth time, if the fourth time in y'all ten in y'all ten year relationship, and she's just so happened to do that that thing that you hate okay, on the fourth try. That's ten years? No, nah, no. Nah, if, if within a reasonable amount of time, you you want to be in my pain of my ass. Four times in two months, three months, four months, you're gone. But in ten years, that's a better relation than what you guys have. Hmm. Well, but there's plenty of, but plenty of great relationships, and I'm talking people who've been married for 30, 40, 50 years. They're old. That what you just explained has probably happened hundreds of times. Yeah, hundreds of times. Yes, sir. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about these people who have great grandkids and look up to them. Like, there's so much value in what they produce together that to leave because she's just funky for a season in their life is, like, is actually stupid. Bye. I'm not talking about, like, you're leaving the 
uh, the cap off the toothpaste or every once in a while you're not putting enough salt on the food. I'm talking about stuff where I'm saying this bugs me. I understand what you're saying, okay. Joe. The, the Hundreds that, of times? Sorry. Yes. No, no. Yeah, Joe, Joe my, my wife, the thing that my wife does the most that, that, I, that just irks the crap out of me is if I'm talking to the children, after she told me that, okay, if I already already had a talk with them, I can't do it anymore. It's your turn. Take over. And I say, okay. And then the thing is, I warn her, before we go in there together, do not interrupt me while I'm talking to them because you told me that you were done talking to them. You said your piece, and you're done. You did your talking. Now, and I reiterate to her like two or three times before we go in there. And then I go in there, and they say something that she don't like. She jumps in over me and talks over me after I just told her two times or three times in the bedroom and reminded her, that bugs me. Now, after eight years of marriage, she still does that, and it just irks me to the point where I just get so pissed off that I'm I'm grinding my teeth together like, will you shut up? But I can't leave her, or I'm not going to leave her or give up on her just because she done did it. Now, I can tell you she done did it a hundred over a hundred times in eight years. I can't give up on everything else I love about this woman because I can't stand this one thing that she does that, that really thing she gets under is that. And if you can tolerate it, that's your tolerance level, no problem. That's what you want to do. If that so happens, you saying if that so happened to me one thing, and yeah, we had ahead. kids and she started doing stuff that really bugged me and had an effect on our kids, had an effect on our on our relationship with our kids, it might cause some kind of confusion, major confusion in the family. It's bye bye time with me. So you will leave. Yeah. I'm not put on the earth. Uh, I'm not put on the earth. You're the reason like, people Rick. that live that way is the reason people get divorced. Here's the thing y'all don't understand about Joe. Joe just has not gotten to the point where he can trust what you guys are saying thus far. That ain't saying he going he, he ain't gonna get there. He's just saying right now he can't trust that type of philosophy based on what he sees. I understand him. That's why I say I got one foot in, one foot out. But he he just hasn't gotten there. Hey, Clancy, I understand him, too. And I understand where he is, and and, and I understand that he, he, he has a lot more, a lot further to go. He doesn't believe that. Well, how much further do I have to go? You have to go to the point where you believe that nothing's wrong with marriage. Uh, duh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, what does that mean? What, you, what does that mean? What you just said? What is uh, the, yeah, What does that mean? That means I'm not putting up with a hundred times where some girl's telling me, "Yes, dear, I understand perfectly what you're saying because I am a strong, independent, intelligent woman." And yes, this bugs the shit out of you, but I'm going to continue doing it. You, you that's, guys want that's that's like that to me sounds like the most self. That's as selfish sounding to me. That's that's, that's rational selfishness. I'm not supposed. Uh-huh. I'm not put on this earth. To conform to do whatever anybody else is trying that's, to bug you. Then that's you the individual liberty that I'm talking about. That's so important to you. Well, then that is important. It's good. Nothing wrong with that. Well, the you only thing that's wrong with it is look, the world I, can't survive like that. Well, yeah, it can. 
you want to put up with it, I'm again, that's up to you. You can do it. I don't have right, to. Right, we, we, we can't survive with it because everybody's not like that, but if everybody was, If everybody not... was, then a lot of people would stop bugging the shit out of everybody else because they know they wouldn't be put up with it. <laughs> I just say that. Well, and, 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 but, but see, this is the scary part about it. That's what the world is turning into. That's now, the, the scary world, part about this. Now, the world isn't turning into that simply. There is a lot That's of That's why we're getting divorced so There's much. A lot of Everybody's going turning on. into, America is turning into what you're talking well, about. Well, yeah, I agree with you on that, but that's not, let's not point it to where because marriage, according to your particular definition, isn't happening. There's a thing called rational self. So divorce is happening because divorce of what you, happening no, that's not stopping people from getting married. It's making people get divorced. Look, you most men that you know of are not the pains in the ass towards their women. I would assume, correct? Incorrect. Right. Incorrect. Okay. So there's so many. You no, know, I, I mean, me personally, I know half and half. I know people that I, I know people that's a beast to their wives. Not that they beat them up, but they. They're just beasts, and then I know others that are not. And in those in those particular relationships where the guy is the beast and the woman hangs around, sticks around, is it more or less a happier type of a situation than the man who gets to be the the victim? In other words, if the man is the man, according to your definition, um, or what I presume to be your definition, he has a particular role to play. He's the strong one. He's the one that... Uh, lays down the law. Who? How is the marriage in those marriages, in those instances where the man is the real head? I would think that they would be a more of a solidified marriage than the marriage where the man is the henpecked one and the woman takes the dominant role. She's like the, like one and one in particular thing. Like my longest friend that I've had for the longest time since. He's a um a real alpha male type of person mm-hmm. and um ladies love him and and he's just a real dominant, really, really intellectual. He got a lot of game, he knows how to manipulate and control people. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, um his wife enjoys his her time with him, but if you really got down to the bottom of it, she's unhappy. Okay, so is it better for her to be unhappy or is it better for him to be unhappy? Well, for him, he uses it as a control mechanism. Okay. So he can still do what he wants. I don't believe, I don't like the alpha, alpha male type of syndrome where the man always has to be right, where the man always has to be in control. I've stated when I got on the show that if a woman had uh, more money than me and she was able to make better decisions than I would, I would follow her. I said that already. So I don't have an an ego problem with that. Most women don't want that. Huh? Would you marry her? I'm not marrying anybody. I, you guys better know that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> but I, I, I'll say this. I'll say this, Joe. And um, you know, just in conclusion, fellas, and we'll flip it over to open mic. Um, all couples have marital problems, and you know, our only hope is to break the vicious cycle of divorce in our generation. So y'all hold tight. We'll flip it over to open mic. Give me a second here. You, you know where to find me. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Joe, welcome back, man. Yeah, Call no in problem. next week. We'll be back next week. I'll let y'all later on. Peace out. <laughs>